0: all right guys thanks for hitting download on the new blood rising podcast season five from sting to hogan we're in the midst of october of 91 and that means it's time to watch some halloween havoc we're going to be looking at Halloween Havoc '91 today. I'm William Rankin, joined by Jason Keesler.
1: Hey, everybody!
0: Charlie Stabile.
1: Good
0: morning. And here we are. So it's been a bit, but we closed up. Like uh, we, we've got a we've got this world champion and Lex Luger now a heel world champion, which is cool. You know, kind of cool. Um, surprisingly cool. Um, to be honest, like I don't, I never thought revisiting it. I would enjoy it this much. Um, just do you guys have any initial thoughts kind of coming off last show? Like, were you, how excited, how excited are you to hear Ron Simmons versus Lex Luger? And I'm curious what you guys think the over under is on football references because it's gotta be massive.
1: It, It is tremendous, but also full of baseball references. Um, because Game 7 of the 91 World Series is happening at the same time of this broadcast. And I think sometimes JR and Tony Schiavone are listening to it during a match. (laughs) Bring in Smoltz! Hi, man!
0: (laughs) (sighs) But, um, yeah, it was that was um, that was what I was just... uh, Charlie, were you (laughs) based after... Because we didn't rag too hard on the FSU Bobby Bowden thing last time, but <laughs> were you what were you thinking going into this? Like how football heavy was this gonna be? Well, it's so
2: <laughs> it's so goddamn heavy that these guys were teammates of now. <laughs> like I Yeah. Like now there's a built in backstory, like where they were partners in a different sport. I I didn't know that. You know, it's just like, well, this is a hell of a time to bring it up. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So they, they, they talk about baseball, which is fine, but I, I swear anytime, anytime Tony tries to talk about sports, uh, J R just puts him down yeah, he nerd bullies him. Hard he cool. nerd bullies him. He's like, what? No, <laughs> like he just shoots down any like kind of sports reference that Tony Schiavone makes. It's really weird. He's just, Tony's trying to like be one of the boys, and Jared's like, no, nope, that's my domain.
1: <laughs>
0: my yard. My <laughs> yard. It's all about respect. No. <laughs> <laughs> this summer, <laughs> coming to Saudi Jim, Arabia, uh, Arabia, Jim Ross, <laughs> yeah, just, Tony just. Shabani. <laughs>
1: oh.
3: oh, God. Um,
0: um, Is it a rescue mission? Uh, (laughs) They're a little late. Sodom Devil's Island starring Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone. Arabian Nights. co Oh, oh, with a K. Yeah, with a K. With a K. Sorry, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Richard Karn.
1: Wait, wait. Al? Yes. <laughs> <Richard>. <laughs> oh, no. Is, is all he's saying is, I don't think so, JR? <laughs> he's the real party pooper on the mission. <laughs> so um, <laughs> It turns out at the end is him. It's <laughs> real name. Richard Khan, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Khan, I mean. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad because I, I don't know if I'm I'm sick, Charlie's tired. I have a speaker blown out on my phone, so William sounds like he's tired too. And this I feel like this poor show wasn't gonna get the respect it deserves, but I'm glad we're off to a good start. Oh, yeah. And oh.
0: so you we so it's always this that's why I always love to do this at the head of the show. I'm glad that our buddy at Lincoln Phoenix provides this to us. It is the notes surrounding the time period a little bit. So here we go. This is October twenty-seventh, nineteen ninety-one. The number one movie in the US. Charlie, ten seconds, take a quick stab at it. What do you think it is?
1: Ernest Scared Stupid. Okay, Jason, what do you think? <laughs> um You know, that's a damn good guess, Charlie, but <laughs> I don't think I don't think it ever hit I that don't way. think it was. Uh 91 October. Uh I have no clue. I'm brain farting. House Party 2
0: made $6 million. The Dude, Pajama Kami Kami Kami. <laughs> is way better than that.
1: It's so much better than
3: that.
0: <laughs> and so switching to music, the week ending the 26th, the number one song in the U.S. Quick, any, anybody?
1: Ice Ice Baby? Man, don't don't treat me bad.
0: <laughs> it is Emotions by Mariah Carey. Oh, uh, wow. Man. And number one song in the UK? Uh, the Bartman. <laughs> I have is, no clue. It is the last week of being number one for everything I do, I do for you. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Hold on strong. And then um, number one song in Australia? <laughs> it is. Uh, I'll just say it. It's okay. It's Okay. okay. It's Rush by Big Audio Dynamite.
3: What?
2: You know, Big Audio Dynamite sounds like the name of a song that Rush would do. <laughs> yeah, that's doesn't it?
3: Like,
2: I thought that's what you were going to tell me. I was like, I've never heard that Rush song before, <laughs> but that sounds like a Rush song. So let's talk about. Rush... The...
1: What's that, Jason? gonna say is that that sounds like something that would be on the subdivisions album because it's yeah like a that's
2: exactly it's their 80s like synth period
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's switch gears to wrestling our ww world champion we said it was lex luger the world tag team champions are the enforcers the iwgp world tag team champions are still the steiner brothers the u.s champion is sting the u.s tag team champions holding it down are the patriots firebreaker chip and todd champion uh The six-man tag team champions are Big Josh, Dustin Rhodes, and Tom Zink.
2: Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I I, I'd never put this together. So there's four tag team titles alone
1: (laughs) that that are circulating WCW, (laughs) and we only ever see like two on
2: a. This is about to say I never thought of it before. This is 1991. Like WWE can't even compete with that now.
0: so quick quick note on the six-man tag titles the york foundation won the six-man tag titles on an episode of wcw main event taped october 8 but aired november 10 1991 this win would mark would make them the final champions the belts were retired on the 1st of december 1991 we didn't even know you (laughs) (laughs) and we never will (laughs) i love that belt i still love that belt i think it could be very useful still potentially today i don't know maybe it's still a waste but i just always like the idea that there was a six-man tag title i don't know um and tv champion that is stunning steve austin and the light heavyweight champion that is vacant until tonight and over on the WWF side, Hulk Hogan WWF Champion, Bret Hart the Intercontinental Champion, and uh Is this right? I don't know if the Nasty Boys are still the, are the champions. I'm looking at that and I'm like, I think the LODR. I don't think the Nasties won the belts back. I'll have to check on that. I should have looked mm-hmm. at this beforehand of, of course, but not doing my due diligence, but still I'm just looking at it now and I'm thinking that may be LOD. I'm curious about that. Anyway, anyway,
2: <laughs> you nail all four tag team champions in WCW, but the one tag team title in WWF. Oh hmm. God, I can't. Well, remember. God,
0: dang. <laughs> anyway, okay, so let's dig into this show video package. Very similar to last year's. In fact, it's it's very much the same template, uh, especially with the the fade in, fade out profile picks with Kevin Nash having like the winner like he just it <laughs> looks <a> like <laughs> um, JR and Tony they talk about the show and the mysterious WCW Phantom this will be a thread as well as the attack Barry Windham sustained that is preventing him from competing in the Chamber of Horrors match so now we go to footage we go to footage of Eric Bischoff outside <laughs> earlier in the day this is great production there are so yeah. many people involved in this and I, I just, I just wanted to see all the cars backed up off camera.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like they all show up at the same time.
0: Like
2: C- Cactus Jack gets his parking validated.
1: C- Cactus Jack in a Cadillac. First of all, <laughs> is phenomenal. Yeah, all of these cars, it's like they're cartoons because everyone's car, like car, kind of fits with them. And who is it? DDP and Scott Hall get out of that tiny like Corvette IROC Z looking <laughs> thing. And DDP buries Bish off immediately.
2: It's
0: so funny. He's
2: just, oh, they got your parking cars now?
0: Abdul <laughs> the Butcher looks like Milton from Office Base.
1: You really <laughs> <laughs> You're putting my tape there. <laughs> oh. And,
0: um, yeah, you guys mentioned Diamond Sudden, DDP. And then... Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes pull up in a red Corvette. But Barry Windham is ambushed by the enforcers, Arne Anderson and Larry Sabisco, And it looks looks good. They smash his arm in the car door and then run off. Dustin, thinking on his feet, just like, well, let me get in the driver's side. Let's go to the hospital immediately. (laughs) The thing is, though, man, like.
2: It looked so good, but I was immediately taken out of it because of Eric Bischoff. Because <laughs> yeah. as soon as the car speeds away, he goes, oh, man, what a <laughs> way to start Halloween Havoc. Like, he just had his arm broken, you moron.
1: All right. And and here's something great. They come back and keep telling us throughout the night that we're going to have an update of Barry Windham. We never do. <laughs> we
0: we never do. more about the World do. Series than we do about Barry Windham.
1: Right. Because right. yeah, we know Dustin comes back. But yeah. He just left Barry Windham at the hospital. Hey, man, I got a shot the TV title. My grandma's here, okay? Nana's wow. here. There's a target.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not like he's got, like, you know, he got Lou Gehrig's disease all of a sudden. It's like he just had a broken arm or something or a busted oh. arm. Like, it's, it's this wouldn't be impossible to update us <laughs> on Can he still do a (laughs) kip-up?
1: I love the fact that getting your arm slammed in a car door is like Lou Gehrig.
0: (laughs) It's one of my favorite lines from Ted. It's like, no offense, man, but I hope you get Lou Gehrig's disease. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that brings us into our first match. And what a dandy it is to start off with this. It is the Chamber of Horrors match. It is Sting, Elegante, the Steiner Brothers versus Big Van Vader, the Diamond Stud, uh, Chainsaw, Cactus Jack, and Abdul <laughs> <of> the Book. <laughs> and so... Alright, Jason, there's a lot to unpack here. So take it away, take it whichever direction you want. If you want to do entrances, whatever, have at it, sir.
1: Sure. I'm going to start off... With the killer, I'm going right for it. We're back to two Ds on the diamond studs trunks. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> I, I don't know who's winning that fight, but it's great. Um, I, you know, as at first when I saw it, I was like, "Man, what is going on with the camera lens?" that's on the inside of the cage, and that's when we get introduced to the referee cam. Uh, so we get this great first-person shooter referee simulator throughout the entire night um (laughs) i like that that since it's halloween vader doesn't wear a mask um and i mean like there's 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 not a lot of notes to take inside because there's so much going on but really there's nothing going on the best part is when the electric chair almost pins cactus jack and the cage wins the match (laughs) that would have been great um the, all right <clears throat> then there's this random dude who bursts out of one of the caskets is that the wc <laughs> no I, got,
0: I love this guy who is this it, man dude a, and it it seems to be a non factor <laughs> at all hey, who's, who's that one? oh well. no one signed. well and especially like that, like, oh. especially when your first guy
1: you encounter is scott steiner <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> so, you come out there, Scott Steiner. And I love the. Ca- Rick's going to check the other casket. <laughs> Just, well, there better not be a dude over here. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, but then, towards, at some point in the match, I don't know when, but we get the craziest sense of foreshadowing ever as the lid of a casket busts Mick Foley's head open in a cage match. Hmm. Ah. Where is where's he going to be at seven years later? And he's still talking about it this fucking day, apparently. Um, yeah, I was
0: never the same. I <laughs> love that. Every time when Sting just chucks it in the
1: air, it, it's amazing. <laughs> yes, the, and, the sound and, it and you hear this kind of crunch too, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> <because> Scott Steiner is <gasps> about to make sure that casting Jack <laughs> is okay, and as he shows him why you don't use Scott Steiner's credit card to you to pay for paper porn at the Holiday Inn, because that is whack and a half. <laughs> it is a murderous. Shot. Like it is and he looks at him afterwards like, How you like that?
0: Huh? How
1: yeah. you like it? That's not a are you okay? That's the fuck you are. <laughs> I mean Cat so, just collapses into himself afterwards. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so we have eight dudes in the ring, not counting the referee, the camera guy, and old extra masked man, who for some reason is handcuffed to the cage to make sure he's a non factor. <laughs> But So there's eight wrestlers over 2,600 pounds, as Jim Ross likes to tell us. And all eight competitors decide to take a rest spot at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a long rest spot, too. It's like a minute. Um, so right before the rest spot, I noticed that someone hits the cage and the switch falls on the, the executioner thing we didn't even go over the rules of this match i just jumped right in with all the greatness it's true switch falls and so i know you gotta you know the whole point is someone's going to get electrocuted in this chair of torture um and it would have been so bad unless you have a tiny man the size of uh peewee climb up on the cage and try to flip the switch and tape it back. And also the cameraman, the brave cameraman that Jim Ross calls that's in the ring because we need a camera guy and we got Nick Patrick walking around in a helmet. Uh, the camera guy doesn't take the camera off Pee Wee trying to fix the switch. And it's awesome. It's just like, pay no mind to this, even though it's right here. I just, it great. Um, And then so we get the end. So let's just move on to this. Rick Steiner, we'll call it a belly to belly, (laughs) Abdullah the Butcher into the chair of torture. uh, And then he climbs on top of him to hold him down while he's being set, which is great because the whole time Cactus Jack is hanging on the side of the, the cage to flip the switch doing whatever the fuck. I was so hoping that Cactus would flip the switch, Abdullah the Butcher, and Rick Steiner. Would have gotten electrocuted at the same time. Setting up the plot for the greatest body swap movie of all time: <laughs> oh, wow. Rick Steiner and Doolittle the Butcher somehow swap bodies, and it still ends with the Steiner brothers owning the shonies. But you know, it would be great. <laughs> um, the rings on fire. The rings on fire, which is always good stuff. I don't know what it was because you know there was serious flames, but there's no holes in the ring. Someone just puts it out. Uh, <clears throat> this thing. As for as much notes as I didn't have about what's going on in the nitpick, it was hilarious. I, I, I but I mean, you know, it was still a bunch of crap. I, I give it a five. Right on, Charlie. What'd you think, man?
2: Well, I was completely thrown when I saw that this was going to be the first match. Uh, you know, I was like, all right, let's get settled in for some Brian Pillman, and
3: then
2: you know, I see like these big name guys coming. I'm like, oh no. So uh, I watched this with headphones and uh so diamond stud comes out and camera leaves him so i think whoever was coming out after him starts coming out and you can still hear diamond stud talking uh <laughs> over the over the other music and tony shivani jim ross and he actually says yeah, i'm the bad guy <laughs> okay <laughs> he, he's really driving that home literally every single show so this referee cam which has it's gotta be the quickest turnaround of going from this is really cool to I wish this would go away. Uh it, it happens probably within about a minute for me. Because and it's really uh Jim Ross and Tony Shabani, like anytime the referee cam comes up, like when we're when we're looking at that angle, JR has to tell us what we're what we're looking at. It's like it's like everyone's like tuning into Halloween Havoc at the exact same time and it's whenever it's whenever the referee cams on. He's just like, oh, that's that ref for, uh, Oh, that's the other part. JR can never remember what it's called, <laughs> even though it says it on the bottom left-hand corner. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the uh, the ref for. Uh, it's on Patrick's head there, and it's like, <laughs> all right. So, the the problem with these types of matches, like Jason pointed out, is that it's kind of hard to take notes for him because uh, they It's basically just a big clusterfuck. So you kind of have to pick and choose like what you're looking at. And for whatever reason, my eyes immediately went to Ellie Gante doing a front chancery
1: for <laughs>
2: <laughs> what well, felt like about a minute, minute 15. And I'm like, holy shit, a front chancery and a cage match. Not that's, it's not good. Uh, l- let's talk about these, uh, let's talk about these ghouls. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> these ghouls. These, uh, Anytime I see you guys like this, I'm like, power plant. Yeah, you know, just like, here they come. And, and they're wearing this that's not even makeup, I swear. It's powder. Uh, they're wearing this kind of white powder on their face, and they've got a stretcher because apparently whoever uh, gets in the, ch- in the chair of torture is going to die, and they're going to go into the <laughs> ring and, and take them out on the stretcher. I'm just like, this is wild. <laughs> so here we go. Like, that's about to happen. Um, but let's talk about like, basically like you guys covered the other stuff. Oh, I do love I do love that guy. I, I totally forgot. To, that's how insignificant that interference was, is that I never wrote anything down about it. And I forgot about it. It's like if you if, if you started imagine revenge and right as you hit a you realized, oh, shit, I forgot to turn interference off. <laughs> so. You're kind of just waiting for that other guy to come out so you can just spear him and jackhammer him and just, and he just like, okay, I'll leave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it was
2: always last LaRue, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it never makes sense who's coming to the ring ever. So, like, once, one, like, and I love that they had handcuffs, like, on the ready, just in case, like, someone tried to do this. So he's out of the picture. So let's talk about this finisher. Um, Which, I've only seen it in highlights before, and it always looked kind of cool. And now I know why. It's because it was in highlights. Uh, This makes Cactus Jack look so fucking dumb. Um, He is doing this whole... I hate this. I'm trying to think of another example of, of when this has happened, where something is going on behind the wrestler, and they just refuse to turn around and look, and they'll just take the crowd's voice's words for it. Yeah. Like, uh, so he, like, Rick Steiner gets into the, the chair of torture, and Cactus is just kind of waiting for Abdullah to put this, put the, the hat on him. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? Like, like, it's so stupid. But he's like, <laughs> okay, just let me know when you're ready. And, uh, and he just kind of stares at, like, the, the first four rows, like, how y'all doing? And Rick does this, uh, well, I guess it's a belly-to-belly. Belly. I mean, it, it's, it's more Abdullah jumping. But anyway, so he, he's able to reverse it. And uh, Cactus isn't looking back, doesn't really know what's going on. Finally, Rick gets him in there. And I guess Cactus was like, that seems like it's been long enough. And he flips the switch. And it's almost not comfortable <laughs> watching something like this. But at the same time, it's it's hilarious. Like I can't I can't make up my mind because you know it's pro wrestling, and uh, crowd doesn't even really know what to make of it. And the match is over, and Ab- Abdullah just kind of sits there, and and the wrestlers are like, "Okay, I guess we'll just leave now,"
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> which is so funny because it's like you know my my brain immediately goes to if wrestling were real, and it's like that guy's dead. Everyone's just all right. Let's go. Come on. We and
1: build a man. We got to get the
2: hell out of here. We got to get. Yeah, we got to cover <laughs> it up. And like no, there's no doctors. I'm like, yeah, I don't think WCW had the uh, the Jerry Lawler doctors, you know, like working for the company at the time. Nobody comes out. Abdullah like gets possessed, wakes up, and let's talk about this because I I do not like Abdullah the butcher. I think he's a fucking prick, <laughs> and this really solidifies it. He is. He is a prick. And so so he he gets his second chance at life after surviving the the chair of torture. And what's the first thing he does? He gets out of the cage and realizes that the uh, the rampway is not complete for some reason. I guess they took the piece away. So the ring crew brings the uh, the the connecting piece back. And Abdullah kicks this motherfucker right in the head like Shawn Michaels Vader style from SummerSlam. Like he's putting the, the thing in place and Abdullah just can't wait anymore kicks the ring crew guy in the head and it's bad. And then he sees those ghouls, which I'm like, yeah, just eat them too. And, and for everyone that he punches, that powder just comes flying off the face. <laughs> and it's just like, I make, is that why they wore the powder? Cause like it, for dramatic effects. Like, okay. And cactus Jack, who I didn't mention this, but when cactus gets Abdullah to like wake up, he does, uh, he does mankind shit. Uh, I don't know if you picked up on that, but he starts making noises like mankind. It's really weird. He's like, "Wee wee," you know. It's just, and then they kind of hug it out, and we'll go back to the dressing room. It's just weird and 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 not fun. Uh, I did not particularly like this match. I gave it a three.
0: I I've always this is a match I remember fondly as a kid because I remember renting Halloween Havoc '91 from the video store, and I I just always this match was, it, it was perfect as a kid watching, so you're like, what is, this is this is unreal, and then of course the thing at the end happens, which, by the way isn't it funny how like, Jim Ross like describes what it's supposed to be, and he goes ju- he wants to get as close as he can to saying that it's gonna kill the man, but he won't say that, <laughs> he'll just say like, oh it's gonna
1: incapacitate him real bad <laughs> well, and why can't so, they just say the torture chair, yeah. the chair of tort- <laughs> the, the electric chair so here's the thing if you could possibly be killed in this match, the Enforcers did Barry Windham a favor by breaking the arm. <laughs> you just got a broken arm. You got off easy with there
0: There's only one move that I really, really had to laugh at in this match because I've never seen a wrestler like this fast. Sting is so fast that he clotheslines Big Van Vader, and he immediately runs over to the rope, pulls it down, while Vader is still backing up and gets him to fall over the top rope. It's amazing how fast he is, because normally a guy just clotheslines and he goes up against the rope, then he's like, you know what, I'm going to bounce off the other side and pop this guy over the top rope. Referee's discretion, we'll get to that later, but anyway. yeah. <laughs> but it's one of the funniest little, and man, he is not, like for being like the, the, the mega baby face, Sting probably uses that cane or that stick probably almost as much as anybody, because he it, he breaks it over, I think, Abdullah's head.
3: You smash
0: No
2: big it. loss there.
0: <laughs> um, uh, Charlie, I, I, my note for the referee camera is like, it's just like watching a Paul Greengrass movie. So it's just like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let's roll. <sighs> <laughs> got, how much tequila got in you? Maybe a little bit more. Now get on camera. Let's do it. <laughs> um, but um, I. There's not a lot, not a lot to, uh, not a lot more I can really add to it. I, uh, I, my rating for this is really just it, it's a nostalgia rating. I'll be honest because there comes I, I know I'm just I'm just prefacing it. <laughs> You're buttering me up. I no, I, I I ended up giving it a six. I did. I did give it a six. And it's oh, no. Charlie. Everything you said is valid.
2: Because the funniest like, thing, like look the, look the, look at it this way. Look how many great guys are in this match. We never like really mentioned Vader up until you. I know. Yeah, like there's Vader, and nope, it's just all right, you know. Like it sucks. It like, does, but I get it. I get but it. I no get one it. like this would be interesting. There's a certain level of spectacle to this match, and and I yeah, so I,
1: I get it. The um, it's all spectacle because no one can do anything for like three quarters of the match so because that's that's what I wanted to talk about. That that second cage
0: kills this match because they can't. All they can do is just wrestles and just brawling. <laughs> Dude, I do like that it just will, will come down to the ring well, whatever we feel like,
2: it. like <laughs> it. It just starts coming down, and Cactus almost gets crushed.
0: Yeah, it's really, you know, it's it reminds me so much of the empty arena match. Like, he, like, remembers this and is like, you know, I could beat a man doing this. I'm going to pin a guy with a forklift because I remembered what happened. <laughs> Chamber of Horrors. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Bulletproof vest, bulletproof. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. Was like, the, there's just no room to operate in this thing. But um, I, the, the thing about the finish, like that thing with cactus, is so funny because the first problem is Abdullah, who's not a light man, not competing for the light heavyweight title tonight. Is sitting on the halo, whatever for lack of a better word that goes on his head. He's sitting on it, so Rick has to like rummage under his ass to get it out. (laughs) It's just so funny. Man,
2: I didn't. I missed that.
0: (laughs) All right. So, uh, Charlie, you guys covered everything. What happens afterwards with the ghouls? Tony, I, I, Tony drops a dandy of a line here. He says, "I guess he woke up, thought he was in heaven, and realized he shouldn't be there."
3: <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I
2: didn't That's get to right.
0: that. He did say <laughs> that. That's why he's so mad. <laughs> I have. I think this line was just such a dandy that it, Jr. kind of loses composure for a bit. He doesn't. I don't. He loses control for a little bit, and he's like, "You know what? Just throw it to Bischoff." Bischoff is dressed up as Dracula, and Missy Hyde, I guess, is dressed up as a showgirl. I don't. What do you guys? It, it, uh, any other? I think guests? she's dressed
2: up as Missy Hyatt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's making the highlight real <laughs> That's a timestamp.
2: Uh, um. Um, I'll just say this, like, because I I wanted to put something out about on Twitter about this, but I just couldn't think of it because uh, it, it requires my words. So w- they cuts back to them, Bischoff and Missy, and and Bischoff just immediately goes into like a Bella Lugosi impression and i'm like how could this get any fucking worse and then the young pistols walked in <laughs> and like, oh no and both of them i swear to god it's like it's 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 like they're the two of like later down the line clones in multiplicity uh because <laughs> they're uh they fuck up their promos in the exact same way he's like he's he, like I, I fuck it like the first guy i don't even remember who it was it's just like he just doesn't get the promo right and the other one's like all right let me try mine and he goes up and starts talking fucks up in the exact same way and just keeps barreling through it like oh
1: man i like i like steve armstrong's promo because i've never heard a wrestler use a <laughs> in a promo before. <laughs> he did okay that made me laugh i was like what the hell was that right because when he's talking, he goes, and Todd Champion with your, what what he said, uh, Desert Storm, Special Forces, which is great since <laughs> over there, you know, his brother. And here's some guy going, oh, that's me. I thought that was fucking hilarious. So I was I, like, it was ballsy, oh, you know what? Like-. Ballsy. Very ballsy. I love it. Yes. It- <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Don't you start trying to make me like you now, young pistols? It's a little late. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Only other bit from this is the speculation over who the WCW Phantom is. Missy says she knows, and that's it. Like, I'm sure she does. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <it's... laughs> um, I'm sure she does. I just, I, I, I really was taken aback by the Young Pistols. Like, we're, all right. We're, you know what? We're gonna be. We're, you know, we're not even on this show. But you know, we're gonna come out. And yeah, I know. <laughs> cut a heel promo I mean... and leave. <laughs> So that leads us to, Charlie, I'm curious what your first reaction was when you saw this team come out. The Creatures, weight and height unknown versus PN News and Big Josh.
1: Weight and height known.
0: (laughs) So PN News
2: um, starts rapping, and I guess he forgot the words because he (laughs) – it's, it's really sad. It, he has no rhythm. That's the best part. He, he can't keep up with the rhythm and it's, <laughs> it almost kind of endears him a little bit. Uh, although this was gotta be, I don't know if it's my favorite moment of the night, but it's gotta be top three. Uh, I forget what the rhyme is exactly, but PN news says he ends it with something like it's not going to be over till the fat lady sings. And then the camera immediately cuts to two fat women in the crowd. <laughs> Go immediately cuts to these two women and they're like, Whee <laughs> <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> oh man, it's like it's like the cameraman like had like the papers before the PN news came out. He's gonna say Fat Lady. Oh man, this is gonna be great. Uh, so big Josh, we keep hearing about this this move throughout this match. It's called the Northern Exposure, which i <laughs> I immediately want to see what this is. You know, he just like, that sounds awful. Like, Let's see. Um, and all of a sudden he, uh, he yells timber. And I'm like Oh, th- is this it? And then it just turns out to be earthquakes move. And I, it was, I was so like deflated when he did it. Cause I'm like, you, you're not even half the size of earthquake and that's your move. And the creatures, uh, th- this team, I, I, I barely remember them other than laughing while I wrote down their name. Uh, All right, so do you know who they are? I I, I Well, I, I know it's not the, the Halloween phantom,
0: but... Uh, it is, uh, I can tell you real quick here, just real It is Jumpin' Joey Mags, a.k.a. the guy who took the Sid Stretcher bomb. <laughs> yes, he did. And Johnny Rich, a.k.a. the guy who took the Oz Tornado bomb.
2: Jobby what? Rich. <laughs> That's right. It's Jabby. Hey wow well this isn't working for me either um this is it's not it's not very good but i mean it's 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 passable i i
1: gave it a four
0: jason what'd you think man
1: i spent most of this match trying to figure out where i've heard the creatures theme song before oh dude, dude, uh, dude, dude, dude you're right psychosis that match. is something that's something they use is it psychosis yes oh well there we go um now then, I don't have any notes. No, I'm kidding. I wasn't that distracted. (laughs) Two out of ten. That's right. Uh, It's not my fault. Uh, So, Jim Ross talks about how weird of a pairing PM News and Big Josh are. Yeah, no shit. But, Jim Ross, don't tease us with an odd couple-based tag team managed by Simon Neal. Oscar and Felix would be great. I'm sorry. That would just be awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. You're the... You two are the only people I know for sure that would get that. Great them. job. Uh,
2: so <laughs> Simon Neal.
0: <laughs> He's
1: Vince's brother. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so are we sure that Big Josh's kneeling razor's edge power bomb shouldn't be his finishing move? The <laughs> northern exposure. Because we only catch that like the last split second and it looks nasty. That's what I assume it was. Um so it's just, I don't know. Cause you keep hearing like Charlie's oh the Northern exposure. What is this going to be? Um, and then, uh, you know, big Josh almost breaks P News's neck, jumping on his back while he's pitting the creature, uh, to do his log roll, which should have broken the pin. And right. I was wondering, are we getting the big Josh heel turn that we've all been looking for? He <laughs> <laughs> just, you're a big man. I could feed my bears all winter with you. Um, I mean, like, Jesus, this, like, the, why is this here? <laughs> is this, right. You know, like, this doesn't, like, I wish WCW, I can't wait for them to get out of the job, jobbers on the pay-per-views. Like, it's cool for class champions. Jobbers on the pay-per-views need to go. Uh, but it still was fun. I gave it a three. Ha, not a two. <laughs> uh,
0: real quickly, mm. we, we forgot to mention, Christine Valver is the, was the winner of the PN News rap Contest.
2: No. Dude, she doesn't look like she's ever won anything. <laughs> doesn't look
1: like she's ever what? rapped anything either. <laughs> what is it with these, like, with wit? It's not, it seems to be only ladies are winning these WCW poetry slash rap contests. That was Let's, a lady? Yes. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got pages. Would you stop, brain? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Simon Neal wrote that one for you. Good job, Charlie, with your timing. <laughs>
0: it's quick wit. Quick note about the uh, uh, creatures. Philip sent this to us as well. The idea originally was to have a team called the Hunchbacks. <laughs> Give me that. The idea was if they, were, if they were Hunchback, then both shoulders could never be on the mat at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, stop them. You can only win by three ways. So
2: they if don't. they were champions,
0: they'd be damn near unbeatable. <laughs> they would be, see. They would be so cocky that they like everyone would be so befuddled
1: until they ran into the berserker, who'd just be like, "Don't care, <laughs> my specialty." <laughs> that would be gross. You gotta have news. He's gonna do his. We'll call it a splash as he just falls off the top rope <laughs> and just crushes their freaking hunchbacks and pus goes everywhere. Oh, oh, oh
0: god. <laughs> When I see yeah. him do that splash, it reminds me of the lady who eats it in the naked gun at the end. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait, which one? The one that <laughs> gets that Frank accidentally hits with the cufflinks. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: it's
0: no problem. Just stuck. <laughs> That's what she reminds me Two of. Two can uh, play at that game. I I was actually I, I despite the awful gimmick, like, I liked how snug the creatures worked. Like, they actually, like, tried to, like, lay in some some heavy offense to these guys. I got so, some heavy
2: guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, the... Um, other than that, I still thought it was a pretty good match. I ended up still giving this a five.
2: And that's gonna be
3: one of
0: those shows. Oh, come on, you gave it <laughs> a four. It's not that... Come, Jesus. Alright. Jesus! <laughs> oh, Jesus. I,
2: I will say, it wasn't an impressive move. But I like P.N.'s enthusiasm to, uh, to to come off the top rope. And that's literally what it is. That is literally He's the just equivalent. Coming. That is He's Charlie's just equivalent of the participant's top rope.
0: ribbon. Here you go.
2: Yeah. <laughs> At least he didn't have that
1: that ass stain like he did in the last show. He wasn't. Ar- this match wasn't long enough to accumulate ass sweat. Oh, God. I was
2: just even thinking about it. Oh. <laughs>
1: JR and Tony then start to hype
0: up the upcoming Beautiful Bobby versus Terrence Taylor match because it's a battle of two guys, Beautiful Bobby number 7 and Terrence Taylor number 10. So it's uh, two top 10 wrestlers going at it. They actually go out of their way to say this may be the match of the card. So let's figure this out. (laughs) Terrence Taylor kind of looks like a Vegas lounge act. I don't know if this is a Halloween costume. Not positive. This doesn't scream computerized man of the 1990s. This more is like a. It looks like he may be from the Chippendale sketch from SNL with. <laughs> Dude. Oh, him and TN News should have remade that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it, News.
3: Everybody's working.
0: Yo, baby. Yo, ba- baby.
3: Ross tries to play up. These
0: guys are like both the Rodney Dangerfields of, of pro wrestling. I was like, ah, all right. Uh, and a lot of play up on Bobby Eaton's temper, but let's just. Just kind of cut to this thing here, like the computers thing. Like, I have never seen a computer that is like only a quarter of the way open that you can manage to type and see what's going on at the same time. Right. It's one of my. Or favorite. how about,
2: huh. dude? How about it's it's 2018 now. You know, and when my laptop closes, dude, that thing just doesn't reboot the second when I open it. <laughs> Like, Excellent call. She, she literally opens it and closes it like it's nothing.
1: Yeah, Charlie, but you don't have York Foundation money. Oh.
0: <laughs> I mean. We also get... Oh, uh, uh, that's it. The, JR, <laughs> like, uh, JR tries to kind of downplay Bobby Eaton being smart, saying like he probably doesn't know anything about computers. I'd love to think Eaton is like Zuckerberg Ooh. at home, like just coding <laughs> <floating laughs> like crazy. Like just... <laughs> um, there's a great callback to Halloween Havoc '90, Bob beating like rocket launchers himself onto the ramp. I guess like he does a sp- he does a, a splash. They call it a knee drop, but it's it looks to be more of like the rocket launcher splash onto Taylor on the ramp. It's always a cool spot, even though the ramp is not that far off the ground, but it's still, it just looks really cool. Um, <clears throat> I th- I did not expect to see a gut wrench power bomb on the ramp, but we got one. I, I kind of wish we hadn't. <laughs> That sounded awful. It did. It sounded like Cactus getting hit with the coffin like 20 times. <laughs> same again. sound. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd rather get electrocuted than get the, the gut wrench on the fucking <laughs> ramp. <laughs> oh. um, there's a great false finish sequence with Bobby hitting the top rip sunset flip, which he hits it much better than somebody else that tries it again later. Yeah. But then, like, this match is another victim of just, well, let's just, we'll, 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 we will think, we will convince you that rest spots are just us trying to build anticipation. No, it's boring. It's very boring. The number of rest spots is, for this match, like, when we see the TV champion later, like, they don't mess around with this crap. And that's the thing that bogs this match down, unfortunately. Bobby Eaton does get the one with an Alabama jam, but... To say to to tell us beforehand this may be the match of the card and then they go out and do that and then for me it's gonna being a four like it, it just I I felt like this two guys that are really good well all right let me step back one guy that I think is really good one guy that's pretty capable um and they ended up like is that, that your one. final answer that's it is my final <laughs> what is that too high is that too high no 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 I'm wondering like, like do you want to well, how do you really feel about Terry Taylor? He's yeah, just that, that, that's average. What like he is so bland and average. Like I can't. Oh, I it's so hard to say. Like he's a great wrestler. Like he understands like how a pro wrestling match works. Like the components of it. Yeah. yeah. But he, his his move set is sadly like kind of the same like ten things, and and that's it. And he's unfortunately saddled in a gimmick that nobody that they just don't care about anymore. So yeah. All right, Jason, what do you think?
1: boy, uh, Charlie's really not gonna like my rating. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so at some point since you hit you know you hit all over the computer, I'll jump down to my notes. Uh, Terrence Taylor clearly tapped out three times during that hammer lock <laughs> when you're smacking the mat going ah no no and you go you're tapping out uh, unless I, I don't understand. I really don't understand. Um, I guess it's referee's discretion. So <laughs> That's the name of the pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's referee discretion. Uh, also, we were talking about how quick the computer is to boot up. I mean, Terrence Taylor truly is a computerized man because he's able to read that screen and process that information in less than half a second when she takes it and shows. It. He's like, okay, got it. Like, Unless it literally says, use me like we thought it would. <laughs> I mean, seriously, are is it diagrams? Is it instructions? What is it that's really on there? I really want to know. Um, I think the ref is uh, pro Bobby Eaton because Bobby's about to roll Terrence Taylor up in a sunset flip, and Terrence is still standing, reaching for the ropes, and the referee runs between Terry Taylor and the ropes and checks Terry Taylor on his way over. It's like, hmm, little referee favoritism. Uh, having flashbacks to Evolution where the ref clearly slides the chair over to Becky Lynch, <laughs> which was great.
2: I heard um, about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it sucks. Something had to happen, but <laughs> it really discredited that ref. Uh, I liked this match a lot uh, because I was really shocked. I was like, man, I'm really into a Terrence Taylor match. So I was like, oh, yeah, because it's really a Bob Eaton match. But then something struck me, uh, and Will pointed out. Miss York looks really bored. I was like, oh yeah, because this is really boring. Um, during a lot of this with these long periods of rest holds and, and you know, when the match is good, it's great. But, and someone really needs to sit back and talk with Alexander York and say, Hey, look uh, when the camera's on you, you're, you're all about screaming and, and doing it and checking the computer. When you don't think the camera's on you, you still have to act because you're in front of thousands of people. You can't just sit there, and she's literally twiddling her (laughs) fingers at this point. Um, But uh, to go back to my thing about the referee being pro Bobby Eaton, because I don't think I've ever seen a competitor high five a ref when the match was over with that wasn't a special referee that just helped him cheat. Bobby Eaton high fives a referee after he wins and leaves. (laughs) All right, man. Got him. (laughs) Thanks, man. thanks for helping me because i called my shot i'm after the tv champion whoever it is Woo! oh so but i also gave this match a four charlie what'd you think man
2: man wait a minute wait a minute. you both gave this fours oh yeah. wow because i have it rated higher <laughs> you got me you got me thinking that oh whatever um okay so so you're the jackass i guess i am yeah because uh I mean, it's, no, granted, it's not much higher. I wish the computer could teach Terry Taylor uh, you know the algorithm to not be boring <laughs> because it can't do it. And it also can't teach Terry Taylor how to have a match that's under 15 minutes. You know it's like what really the algorithm called for a, a, a chin lock you know two minutes into the match I, I, it just I, I feel like they've completely given up on this uh this idea this this character and 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 granted when i say they i mean like like whoever like pulls the strings backstage and even alexander york i i really don't think terry taylor had any idea what he was doing with this character other than i'll just dye my hair at least he did that ricky morton didn't even do anything with his hair um this is really funny this is how weird terry taylor is I'm uh, Bobby Eaton had him in a submission or a rest spot, whatever you want to call it uh, early in the match. And I'm not making this up. Referee asked Terry Taylor, if he wanted to quit, and Terry Taylor said, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Nope. <laughs> I just, <huh. laughs> it doesn't sound like a desperate man. You know? <laughs> like, that kind of, that, that kind of cracked me up. Um, they start talking about people have flown in jr and tony people have flown in from all over the country to see halloween havoc 91 to which uh, my first thought was i don't want to know anyone who took a plane to go to halloween havoc 91 like <laughs> just i i don't <laughs> uh, like wh- where is this taking place chattanooga yes yeah a bunch of people like over halloween booking a flight to go to Halloween Havoc '91 in Chattanooga, Tennessee. It just—it just doesn't sound like my kind of people. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's how I feel that took about a turn. it. Deal with it. <laughs> it just—it just sounds very unpleasant. Uh, Terry Taylor goes for a Taylor bomb, and, <laughs> and it's literally what it sounds like. It's a Vader bomb, but mm. with little, tiny, small Terry Taylor, and uh, I believe. Bobby got his legs up for that, but like, you know, like you said, i noticed that computer too. It's like halfway closed. And you know, I just, it's 1991. That computer isn't even plugged into anything. What was the battery life like for, for like portable computers back in 1991? Oh like, because this match, you know, it's like, it's like, what, what's the computer saying? It's saying you need to end this match in seven minutes because the battery won't last past 10. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> like that's a pretty good tell. <clears throat> so Bobby hits him with the and I, I don't I mean, I'm just bearing uh, Terry Taylor here. Bobby Eaton as usual does great, and he's the reason I rated this match higher than you guys. I th- I love Bobby Eaton. I love watching him work. Unfortunately, he's with Terry Taylor, uh, who and and this is as interesting as Terry Taylor's ever gets. Like because as as awful as I think he is a lot of the times here in WCW with this character it's better than anything I saw him do in WWF better than anything. So it's like, you know, Oh, like what's the list of wrestlers that were better in WCW than they were in WWF.
3: <laughs>
2: like to have, to have Terry Taylor in that list is kind of funny, you know, because a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, Kevin Nash or Hulk Hogan, maybe is no, no, not Terry Taylor, uh, Bobby Heaton hits him with the Alabama jam to wrap up the match. Of course it looks wonderful. Uh, and then they show the replay, uh, which, you know, sucks the replay absolutely betrayed the finish but you know we know this is a show so it doesn't bother me a whole lot uh and bobby and i really just commend him because like from the angle that he did it from uh or sorry from the angle that the camera was where bobby did it uh, it looked devastating and to see that that's what it really looked like just like man he is so safe and i i I would not be worried at all for my life if i was wrestling bobby right so that's but the nice thing I can say about it, I gave this a five.
0: That's not too far high. I mean, that's not, not that much higher. So that's good. Yeah, it's just – well, I was wondering too, you know,
2: like I was wondering if I was rating this match too low or if it's like, oh, my God. Like, like, you know, you ever do that when you watch these things? Like, I don't know if I'm just not digging this or and it's great or what. You know, and then – but as soon as you gave your review, I was like, okay, I wasn't I
0: wasn't just up my own
2: ass on this one.
0: No, it's it, – it Leaves little to be desired, but you know it's not the worst thing on the on the card. Oh no, because <laughs> we're getting to that next. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just messing. <laughs> no, um, no, I don't think I. I think what threw me off, man, was honestly when you say before the match, like, man, this could be it. This could be the best match on the card. Yeah, and then it's that. You know, it's kind of a bummer, but no big deal. It's all right. All right, so that takes us to, well, it's. JR and Tony, they just have a quick debate over how hot Johnny B. Bad is in his rise in WCW. And I just want you to note that because it's interesting how they talk about Johnny B. Bad before a match and during a match. It's really interesting. So, <clears throat> well, this becomes the thing that Tony says the most all night. He's he's he is all about
2: hot and cold streaks.
0: Yes, very he much.
2: He says so. this for the remainder of the show.
0: <laughs> so that takes us to this one here, Jason. I think this is you, right? Uh, yeah, Jimmy Jam Garvin yeah. taking yeah, on yeah. Johnny B. Bad. Oh
1: yeah,
0: oh yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh maybe it's because I was—I've been sick when I was watching this, but Teddy Long also looks very sick, and like doesn't want to be there um, when he's coming out with old Johnny B. Bad. Uh, maybe it's because they didn't even bother to let the Freebirds get a third of the way down the ramp before they decided to stand on stage. But whatever. Um, so here is where the World Series and baseball talk really starts to make its presence um, because the Freebirds are coming out in Braves outfits. They're doing the chop. All these people in Chattanooga are doing the chop. I hate the chop. I hate the Braves. It's uh, <laughs> like you're doing a off. checkoff. i tell you why I hate the Braves. My great-grandfather, who oh if you listen God. to the show, know that I love. He loved the Braves. Loved the Braves. Was with them all the time when they were horrible and miserable. When did they decide to finally be good? After he died. He never got to see them have a winning season. Fuck you, Atlanta Braves. Um, wow, that's so, a grudge. That is a grudge. Wow. Yes, I'm, just, I'm so happy that the Minnesota Twins are about, at this point in the show, an hour and a half away from beating you. Suck it, Braves. Um I say as I cough my lungs out. So, the thing is, is this match takes forever to start once they get in the ring because you got to have the free birds do their shit. And I'm, <laughs> who's the good guy and who's the bad guy in this? This goes back to what you were just talking about, William. That uh, they're all about talking, you know, talking Johnny B. Bad up. We mentioned last show when he was wrestling Sting. He was kind of acting like a face. But his character and everything always kind of screams, bad guy. But uh, th- but he's in there with the Freebirds. And also, wasn't Michael Hayes supposed to be wrestling him so uh, Jimmy Garvin had to take his place? Isn't that what happened? Well, uh, I think no, he's uh, supposed to be in a match later on. Yes. Well, I not yes. that it? Because I thought it was this one. That's what I got confused about. Because well, like, that's, that's why we, we get Pretty Boy
0: stuff? Doug Summers.
1: Oh, thank yeah. God
0: we got Pretty Boy Doug Summers.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so I was confused. That's on me because I thought they said he was supposed to wrestle this one. I was like, well, and then that pops up later. Um, So Michael Hayes is out there just a-chopping away with his arm in the sling um, because, of course, he's not really hurt. And really, do you have to cheat to beat Johnny B. Badd? I mean, come on. Um, I'm not so good. So to finally get into the in-ring action, when Johnny B. Badd jumps over that top rope, like for Jimmy Garvin to have thrown him over, referee's discretion, uh, he jumps like seven feet in the, from the the ring. It looked incredible. Um, not gonna lie, like that that is that is great. Um, but I don't know why later on Jimmy Gar, uh, excuse me, Jimmy Garvin decides to do the Roman Reigns bounce off the ropes to get a lot of momentum for a forearm shot that they continue to talk about for the next minute and a half, like it's the greatest thing ever. Because how smart and how much of a veteran Jimmy Garvin is for bouncing off the ropes to mesmerize John and me bad. This is stupid. Um, like I, I will say this where Johnny B. Bad, Quarters of the Ring, top rope jump, sunset flip to roll over. Oh. That would be like it looked really good, but it looked like you just pile drove yourself. Um, the crowd just wants to see the DDT, they don't care who does it, uh, because it finally comes through. Uh, but shenanigans <laughs> happen because you know, Teddy Long's out there out free bird the free birds. Um, and Johnny B. Bad, with the weakest left hand punch ever, gets the win. Uh, I like Johnny B. Bad, but this match always loses points because it's a Freebird match. I give it a three.
0: Charlie, what'd you think? Why are the Freebirds face? Because they wear Braves shirts. I guess.
2: Is that it? Okay, okay. Let's let's talk about that for a minute. Um, I know the Braves. You know they used to be in Boston. You know stuff like that. Why the fuck? Are they cheering for the Braves in
0: Chattanooga? Well, they are from Georgia. Oh, I thought
2: this was Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah.
1: Wait a minute. What? What? How many other Chattanooga are there?
0: This is the... Isn't there a Chattanooga, Tennessee? This is Chattanooga, (laughs) Chattanooga, Tennessee. So why are they cheering for the Braves? Because they're from Georgia. They are from Georgia. The the Freebirds. Like, this is... This is one of those like oh my hometown team is doing well. No, no, my I'm
2: th- asking why. Why is the crowd cheering for the?
0: Break? Well, let's regionally. Regionally, that probably is the cl- like, like we think about it here.
2: It's come to this with this with sports this time. We don't have our team. What's 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 the regionally closest team? i well, yeah. It's,
1: it's not a professional baseball team in Tennessee or South Carolina. I don't,
2: I don't know a lot of people in South Carolina that go for the Carolina Panthers, but it, it just. I don't I, I, the, I don't I don't understand <laughs> you sports I don't fucking get it It's basically what I'm trying to say It's fucking stupid They're not your team
0: Fuck off like, like We just I'm took getting. the sunset flip from the top rope this No whole shit <laughs> We're off the rails <laughs> That was awesome <laughs> That's a great
1: That's, that's a good rant and, uh, he was. He grew up in Chattanooga.
2: Thank you.
0: <laughs> All right.
2: Okay. Uh, this didn't explain anything to me. So <laughs> I, I don't understand why you would cheer for a fucking team in Georgia if you live in Tennessee. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, and and the Freebirds like. Like, it's just weird to see people in Tennessee doing the tom- the, hump- the tomahawk chop. Like, that's it.
0: Okay. I, I think I may have another reason for it. You go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. So, JR takes pride
2: in the fact that WCW wrestlers wrestle when they're hurt. Didn't care for that. Didn't care for that comment. Uh, let's see. This is when the hip-top over-the-top rope spot happens, and this is – this is when it becomes the night of referee's discretion. This is when that shit first starts popping up. And I don't remember who did the, the hip toss, but this will come back later. Uh, Johnny, you know, I think I mentioned it in the last episode. I've been waiting for somebody to fuck up the Top rub Sunset flip spot where he just pancakes the guy. And that's almost what happened it just oh sunset flip nope it's like a a splash um i and, fu- and, and, and i'm just i'm sorry. sorry i fucking hate this crowd fuck them i'm so happy to see johnny b bad win this match and to see that deflation from these fucking braves Fans in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay. Just, oh, Charlie, let's, so let's let's, let's let, quick, very yeah, real just... quick.
0: Chattanooga is only two hours away from Atlanta.
2: I'm losing it, man. You got to reel me in.
0: Chattanooga? You know How far is it? It's only two hours away from Atlanta. So it is conceivable that there would be a large amount of Braves fans in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Even though it's Tennessee, it's only two hours away from where the Braves play. So I'm just saying, like it's it's sort of like. There are people in Charleston that love the Gamecocks, but they only play. They play in Columbia. You know what I mean? Like same state, I get it, but it's a little different in that example. But this, they just happen. Chattanooga just happens to be in Tennessee. It's only two hours away. Like it's not inconceivable. It's not inconceivable. But that's a college team. That's
2: different. That's a college team. You know, people go to those colleges. You know, like like this is a professional team. Like that doesn't <laughs> just, what? that doesn't make, that still doesn't make sense to me. I'm just like yeah, but yeah, Gamecock thing. Sure, I went to that school. Now I live in Charleston. You know, and but uh, I used to be an Atlanta Brave. Now I live in fucking Chattanooga.
1: Like no, so the the Braves were the South baseball team because there's I, not another team close at all at this point. Right. There's not a team in Tennessee, not a team in Alabama, not a so team in a Arkansas. So it's a zip code thing. Well, no, zi- <laughs> yes, the, all these states are the same zip code.
2: Yeah, no. no, no, I'm saying like, like that's that's what a lot of sports boil down to. Well, it's the nearest one, you
1: know, or which one is the
0: best one. And another <laughs> thing is the Braves. We reg- got this is when the bandwagon really kicks up because they are an awesome team, and 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 they will be for many years from this season on throughout the '90s, and. A lot of people jumped on the the Braves bandwagon. This may be still a little bit before it really kicks into high high gear, but I definitely remember like all of a sudden like people were popping up with those hats during this year because it was like holy cow, mm-hmm. there's another there's, there's 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 a really dominant team that's out there that isn't like from the north that isn't the Yankees or it isn't the Red Sox, you know? Okay.
2: Bandwagoners, there it is. All right, yeah, because okay. that's 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 what it is. I hate this. I hate the fandom. I gave this match a three.
0: So I, I love the Michael PMS Hayes sign. Perfect. That's a great sign. It's a great <laughs> 1991 sign. Um, that's great. I, I Jason, I, I wrote it down as well. Teddy Long looks bored AF. Seriously, like he oh. does not want to be here. I was wondering the whole time because I, I don't know, like because uh, we're obviously not watching all the televisions that are in between these. Like I was. I was unsure at the start, like, okay, are they starting the be bad um, face turn, or what? I was that's what I was wondering, like, if he didn't know what, if he kind of was losing, like, what am I supposed to do in this? If this guy's a face and I'm a heel manager, but the the funniest thing to me is that clearly Michael Hayes is not hurt because his arm yeah. just takes his arm out of the sling, and it's just like, and then he by the end of the match he's got like he's in his wrestling gear and he's partying around the ring, he's having a good time, so it's really like what. What are we doing? And the reason I bring this up is, they have this stupid ass line. Jr. says, um, he says the wrestlers will wrestle when they're hurt. And I'm like, well, sorry, Jim. Uh, Michael Hayes is acting hurt and he's not wrestling. And Barry Windham got hurt earlier and is not going to show up tonight. So wrestler talking up wrestlers is- like, oh, these guys go at it even when they're hurt. Incorrect, sir.
1: Yep. Incorrect. And let's not mention how many pay-per-views did Art Anderson not defend the TV title for some reason or the other.
0: It's like, eat shit, cowboy. Fuck off. I mean, like, it's just (laughs) so incorrect. Oh, yeah.
2: I I, I say too many mean things.
0: (laughs) Eat shit, cowboy. (laughs) Uh, Tony, Tony then, like, does, like, I don't know, he brings up this, like, family feud poll that they took in St. Louis. Where everyone he asks everybody, so like, you know what? What's your favorite movie? He's like you know what, man? That DDT, that's it, man. Fuck you, man. This is Jake Roberts' thing. You all stole it. Fuck you. I hate you. I hate you, fucking people. Because <laughs> he. <laughs> I hate him too. <laughs> it's it makes me so mad because it's like it, another example is Arn Anderson does the DDT, but his is just yep. like his is such a reduced his doesn't even feel like a finisher even though i know it does it is used as a finisher in a lot of his matches but it's when he when when he's in a match nobody is like chanting for it like he doesn't call he doesn't pander to it he doesn't use it as a way to get this cheap heat and this is like that the freebirds like like tapped into this well where it's like oh this is how we can try and stay over is through this really cool move that jake does but we'll just make it our own Cool, fuckers. All right, so um, I I will leave it up to you. Um, I'll leave it up to you guys. If you want to call it a best of luck spot, this was the best of luck spot was the sunset flip for me. Like, this is just gorgeous. (laughs) What's up there? Um, What I really, really, like, I, I was so mad at how the Freebirds were, like, trying to be face in this match. And it was really like, what are you? It felt like they were burying Johnny B. Bad the entire time. Because Johnny B. Bad acts like he should be the de facto baby face in this. You can see kind of, if you watch his face, he looks a little pissed that he's being like really relegated to like just shitty heel status in this. And then Jimmy Jam Garvin's like that shitty ass revenge player that you would run into. He was like, I'm just going to move the stick around and that's how I'm going to get my special. I'm not going to do any moves. I'm just going to taunt the whole time <laughs> and get a special, like a little cocksucker. and, Fucking man, uh, yeah. I, I, when when Jimmy Jam Garvin just flat out launches, and I mean launches Johnny B. Bad over the rope, and you said, "Well, yeah. referee's discretion, folks." Are you serious? And it, this only gets worse as the night goes on. This is the fir- I think this is the first time we get we get uh, we get this thrust to us that this whole referee's discretion thing. Well, it's not going to be the last, and it's just going to get worse. <coughs> I was so. I was so angry at this. I actually laughed at the end, though, because I thought with the pen that the referee pushed Garvin's leg off the rope.
3: <laughs> Get me out of here.
0: <laughs> but it actually was Teddy Long who pushed the pushed his leg off the rope. But, man, um, I... Uh, I you spend all this time talking about how Johnny B. Badd's going to be this rookie of the year and then the rest of the time you're just talking about like well he's just inexperienced doesn't know what he's doing out there and you just bury him not just in the ring but on commentary I'm not the biggest Mark Marrow fan in the world but I just thought everybody just gave Johnny B. Badd a tremendous fuck you in this match I gave it a 2 Lord so Missy Hyatt is now looking for the WCW Phantom she stops beautiful Bobby who comes in with a towel and it looks like a pair of red tights holding a pumpkin. <laughs> he grumbles that maybe the WCW Phantom is Dorothy, Myra, or Jack. And then shuffles away, leaving Missy frustrated.
1: <laughs> Probably not the first time. <laughs> so, wait, Dorothy, Myra, or Jack? Is that a Phantom of the Opera joke? Is Bobby, the Jackson 5? Like, it's weird. And these were clearly pre-tapes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> with his wrong tights. <laughs> yeah, he had costume too. Selected for when he went backstage. <laughs> he had to go, he had to change out of the blue pipe where he goes and does whatever he's doing with that pumpkin to celebrate his victory. Oh, so, boy.
0: Hey, Charlie, it would have been great if he had a Braves hat on. He was coming in. Oh,
1: motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Dark side of Alabama. Braves dark are close to Alabama. <laughs> All right.
0: Here we, we, now, But here we've got a dandy on our hands. It's a really fun match. Charlie, this one's all yours. It is Dustin Rhodes taking on the WCW Television Champion. Stunning Steve Austin.
3: Okay,
2: uh, I was really looking forward to this match. Um, it's I love this. I love it has a 15-minute time limit because it's like, okay, this is going to be one of those... <laughs> one minute remaining and kicking out at everything matches. Um, so the camera focuses in on Lady Blossom and Tony Schiavone No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Lady Blossom. I'm sorry. So the, the, the camera cuts to the outside and there's uh, Dustin Rhodes' his mom.
0: I'd easily confuse the two <laughs> of them. Or is it
2: Grandma? Yeah. I
3: know. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do what? I'd I easily confuse know. the two of them. <laughs> Uh, Dustin Rose's grandma going to well, hide? best Nux seen wearing pictures,
2: that outfit. I've pictures of Lady Blossom now. It's not that far.
3: Off. Oh! <laughs> so,
2: Ron Howard's mother is out there. And 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 she's like,
3: come on, Dustin!
2: You know, doing that shit. And, and Tony goes, boy, the story she could tell. And then while he's saying that, JR starts immediately talking over him. And then Tony tries it again. Boy, the story she could tell. And then there's a pause. And then JR starts uh starts talking. Oh yeah, JR goes, Austin in the ropes. <laughs> he he was not he was trying to get, get JR to to join in on him about, about this. I think it had something to do with uh, her having a son and grandson in the sport. Uh, and and, because that, that's what Tony was alluding to. And Jr. just did not bite. He did not want to have anything to do with it. Um, I I imagine it was, uh, Dustin who did this. Uh, There was a clothesline over the top rope. Uh, this is not a referee's discretion. This right here is a judgment call.
3: (laughs) Uh, This
2: one was a judgment call. (laughs) According to Jr. um, what the hell is this mean? what Tony? Uh, what double fold out what, what, did Jared say <laughs> double fold out what is that
1: yes okay um, Steve Austin and Lady Blossom had a oh, fold out poster in the, uh, the WCW magazine and yes theirs was a fold out a double fold out but he'll have to wait till after the show to tell Tony that's why. what it
2: was Yes. Yeah. 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 Because Jared goes, you want to know why, Tony? And Tony, I-, I will admit this was funny as hell. Tony goes, I'm waiting for you to tell me <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Uh, so that's great. I thought it was weird. Um, I-, I just I guess I just noticed it with every wrestler that I see now. Dustin's colors in this match are uh, red and yellow. Just it just doesn't look right on anybody else i don't i don't know why you would you would wear those colors especially in 1991 uh, unless you're trying to stick it to the man um this match wasn't what i was hoping it would be it's, it's i think it's perfectly serviceable but it's it's not a whole lot of fun i like i, I, I these guys have really good chemistry um, as as you can see in the w, in later years in the WWF, but I just don't really <laughs> think it's here. I I gave this a five.
0: Uh, real quick, I don't know if you knew this, but originally the pay per view was going to be called Judgment Call before Judgment Day. Judgment Call.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Doth Monday and Day. <laughs> Terminator Two. Judgment Call. So, Referee's.
3: So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so so Brock Lesnar, F5's Braun Strowman over the top rope, and Nick Patrick's like, I'll allow
0: it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Just the worst. Oh, the worst. <laughs> Jason, what would you think of this, pal?
1: Or, Well, oh, yeah. pal, l- let me tell you. When uh, when Steve Austin connects with a kick to the midsection, don't you expect a stunner follow-up? <laughs> Always. I mean it always. happened right so, oh it didn't happen. Um Dustin has the we, we you know, we always have the best of luck spot and I think Johnny B bad gets it, but Dustin's gonna get the best obvious blade job of the night where he's <laughs> laying on there cutting himself up. And speaking of blade job in color you guys think this is the match that steve austin's always talking about where he gets dustin's on top of him says good color kid that he brings up like anytime <laughs> someone mentions <laughs> Dustin or gold dust on his show i don't think so because um,
0: the color like and it's, it, it's not the greatest color no <laughs> i it don't know messy,
3: though
1: yes it is it's bad um but uh and if you, you if you've been playing Red Dead Redemption, the main character that you play sounds a lot like Steve Austin. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, I'm gonna kill you, you it. it is good. you gonna be. It's gonna be like you're gonna be in the woods. You're gonna feel like you're you know hunting with Ted Fowler and Steve Austin um, playing <laughs> the game. And what's weird, this this is why I bring this up, is Steve's really yelly in this one. You know, the last time we saw him, his match was like less than a minute, so he didn't have a chance. So here's this guy. It's stunning Steve Austin. Long, blonde hair, colorful bicycle short tights from Hollywood, California. What? What are you saying? Just like when he talks to the ref. <laughs> you hear that come out. It's like it. It's like it's an anime that's—they picked the wrong voice actor to dub the guy. It's just so cool. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, it, I like this is a TV championship match. I love the TV title. Let's give the TV title 15 minutes. I, I think that's great. They do a fantastic job of building up Austin and Dustin because um, they talk about how much, how big of a fighting champion Austin's been. Uh, as the TV champion, which I think is great. Uh, you know, since we never got to see it when Arn Anderson had it. I don't think we even saw it change hands on the actual show. Um, so, but we get Steve Austin pulling the Hulk Hogan, kicking out at three at the time limit. <laughs> and So it's all, he's making sure he looks good. Um, This wasn't as good as I hoped it'd be as with Charlie, but also wasn't bad at all. I gave it a five. Um, doesn't look like
0: that there was uh, some nice words between Austin and Lady Blossom before they came out because he doesn't look like he wants much to do with her and she doesn't look like she gives a shit about him because when they get out you there you think he did
2: that uh, <clears throat>
3: that,
2: that Deborah thing and that, that video <laughs> from Smackdown from, from Smackdown here comes <laughs> uh, wait how about here with this uh, there's this uh, awful awful video that me and Will just found hilarious where um, they took Smackdown, Here Comes the Pain, and they're like, oh, oh. it's like, here's actual footage of the domestic debu- uh, abuse between Steve Ooh. Austin and Deborah." and it's like, he gives
1: her a Luthez press backstage.
2: <laughs> Just
1: Oh, okay. I'll send you the, send you the video. I thought, it, I thought it was like a clip from the actual game. I was like, oh, Because <laughs> that one was the one where they, the first time they did story mode, right? That's why I was like, oh, good. I think he so. It's part of Steve. Steve Austin's career. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Achievement. on so bad.
3: Oh, no. <laughs>
0: well. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. Of course, correct. But uh, his mannerisms are not very stunning, Steve. It's very stone cold. Pre, pre, many years before. He, but he is looking really, really snug in there. Like, he does not look like he's going in there to – ...to play heel other than just beat the hell out of this guy. Man, I, I love the energy in this thing. I really did. Um, I don't have... I'm, the blade job was definitely something I had written down there. Austin's like corner of his eye getting popped was wild. and it. But I think that one doesn't last for maybe like two minutes or whatever. But I can't believe these are two guys... These are two guys who have collected like maybe two years in the business at this point. Two to three years... Because they look, that's they, true. They look amazing in there together. I, I just absolutely loved the like, every one of their Irish whips or whatever their moves were coming off. Like were, had so much energy coming with them. They had rest spots, but they didn't stay with them. They let their match live in those Irish whip spots, those, those brawling moves inside, going to out, outside going to in, this and that. I really like this. This is a quintessential T. Te- this is if you ever had to describe what a WWE TV title match is, this pretty much fits the bill because it's going to be two guys going at it pretty pretty heavy with the baby face getting really really close. You think he's going to get the win, but time limit draw is going to hit anyway and Austin kicked out and I just love it he kicked out anyways like, nope, you're not pinning me. And it's not, I'm not even going to give you a visual pin. Nope. Don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I love it. God factor. Yeah. I really like this. I give it a seven. Ooh. There are worse matches I could give a seven to. Okay, like I heard that sigh. I heard that. And I just wanted to make a quick remark. <coughs> Go Braves. Starcade ninety one promo. It's... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we get a Starcade ninety one promo. This I cannot wait for this show. It's Battle Bowl, the Lethal Lottery. Which I can't there will be so much fun to talk about. It's insane. So now Okay, we get Oz. The exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> we get Oz. Sans mask, Sans Entrance, Sans Wizard. Well, welcome to Ah fuck it. I'm I'm here. I come. It's Oz. Taking on Bill Casmire and in his inflatable globe. So he looks <laughs> he struggles to carry.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, once he got it off the shoulder. I was like, "Oh, that looks light," <laughs> but the whole time he was carrying it, I was like, "That thing looks heavy."
0: <clears throat> so you know, Bill Casmir is a student of the game. He prepared for Cactus Jack, but Oz was a last-minute replacement since Cactus decided, you know what, <laughs> I want to go into the chamber. Yeah, I really, th- I'm, I was like, "Yeah, I'm sure." It really threw off Bill Cas. <laughs> Bill
2: Kazmaier is not a stupid enough to game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> An inaccurate description. <laughs> he has such excitement after he body slams Oz; like he's so excited for himself. I mean, yeah, that's a move. <laughs> um, so Tony, I hate, I hate the man. Tony's really in the crosshairs tonight. He really flip flops back and forth. Like earlier, he says pro wrestling requires a lot of of athleticism and skill, and then apparently he just completely seeds that. And talking about Bill Kaspar so you know what he just—he has so much grit that it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and they call this finish because Bill Kaspar is going to pick up the win, not with a backbreaker. No, no, I'm afraid that's the torture rack. We we finally get a tap out or a submission with the torture rack, and it's not Lex Luger. <laughs> what happened? What happened this season? <laughs> this this this. No, nothing great here, really. I It doesn't really... I don't think it really sells anybody that Bill Kazmaier is going to be a threat to any title of any kind. I gave him a three. Jason, what'd you think?
1: Um, Is Oz the guy who drew the short end of the stick and has to be fake sting this year? Because he's... Bus bond buzz cut and just those plain green neon t- tights. Yeah, Ugh. it really doesn't. things aren't looking thing. good for Kevin Nash. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, this match is so boring. At some point, someone drops a microphone or something in the back, and the entire crowd's expecting a run in, <laughs> and they're all disappointed and <laughs> <when> nothing happens. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Because it happens, you hear like a whoop, whoop, or something, and it's like a dog whistle. And all of Charlie's favorite people in Chattanooga just turn to <laughs> look at the entryway. Uh, like um, the mongoloids, they are. Holy <laughs> shit. The uh, views and express opinions are by CM underscore stabs and not necessarily like those new blood prices podcast. Uh, so I was talking so about the crowd. That, so, so when Bill Casmar is coming out struggling with his globe which looks hilarious with him walking through with these poorly designed fucking tombstones, by the way. Oh, we haven't Uh, talked about what the tombstones say. Right. Right. Uh, It comes out, and I was so hoping when he sets his globe down that some tech doesn't get that you're supposed to keep up the show and just, like, hoist it over his shoulder. (laughs) It would be awesome. Uh, uh, But, uh, you know, what can we say other than Burt Angle wins with the world champion's finishing move? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Is this what he just he does just, his out, his outfit free <laughs> and he's holding he has Oz in the quote quote torture act he's not bouncing he's not doing anything he's just holding in there and the bell rings it's just did like, Kevin Nash tap out of boredom what I want to do <laughs> Uh, Will, you were very generous with your rating of the three. This gets a one from me. Whoa,
3: we get it.
2: Wow, the first one of the day. Okay. It won't be the last. Wow. Uh, Charlie, no, it won't. Charlie, what did you think of this? I I, I really don't think um, Kevin Nash gives a shit because he, he just comes to the ring, no mask, barely a facial expression. There's no, like... There's no spectacle to his entrance uh, on this one. He's just like, let's just get this over with. Bill Kazmaier. I, I, I've seen this guy twice now, and I'm not sure if I've ever seen a guy who is, you know, supposed to be one of these strong wrestlers, you know, like there's a group of those guys who who makes like any kind of power thing look so difficult.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is a struggle. There are a lot of these it, moves that that there's a struggle. Yeah. That torture rack.
2: I mean, it was. It looked, it looked like a. It looked like a comfortable rack. I mean, I mean, he he looked like pretty snug, sitting up there. And I, I do like that he would have tapped out out of boredom. <laughs> that's the that's the worst thing. Just all right. Um, and Jr. calls it a backbreaker at first. And it's like you know what that move is. You know what that is. Yeah. And and why? Like I I just I can't imagine that he would do this. Without Lex Luger's approval, yeah, you know, I like I got. And why Lex would give it to Bill Kazmaier, I have no idea. Um, this was the first time I noticed a WWF sucks sign uh, in the crowd, which it seems like it's a little early for uh, for for the fans to kind of get a little snarky like that uh, with, with opposing companies. Uh, which is the only reason I took note of it. Like, had it been like 1998, I would have been like, oh, I see that every yeah. day. But in '91, it's just like. And I start thinking about, like, what was going on at WWF in 91 at the time? WWF in 91 is so much better than this. <laughs> like, by a mile. Like, how could you, like... Because, because, you know, you start seeing things like Oz and some of these other weird things that WCW does. Like the Chamber of Horrors match, for instance. You're like, really? You think this is better? Oh, okay. But, uh,
0: anyway. I'm going to
2: split the difference here. I gave this a 2.
0: All right. So that brings us to... We go right into this next one. Jason, it's Van Hammer versus Pretty Boy Doug Summers.
1: Okay. Man, they just keep wanting to up the ante with old Van Hammer with his entrance. With these jackhammers. (laughs) Who are these guys? guys? Who are these guys? It is fucking hilarious. Because, all right, the guy's got Hammer in his name. Heavy metal. Sure, power tools, right? Okay, so it's Halloween. You've already got tombstones over there. Why not have these guys out, like, carving a tombstone for Pretty Boy Doug Summers or something? (laughs) Something cool, something related. No. It's just all right. Um, So it's just what we've got, though, is we've also got a guy who's just coming right out the gate, ending matches really quickly. Everyone's into him. We love it. There's Jack Hammers on stage. Ergo, Van Hammer is proto Goldberg. Um just deal with it. So <laughs> poor Duck Summers <laughs> just, pretty boy. It's just like one of those ironic names where someone's like <laughs> six foot eight, five hundred pounds, and someone calls him tiny. You know, it's like his back, he looks like he's got scoliosis. His beard guts <laughs> just Oh, oh god. He's Jesus, that's a very specific than, ailment. <laughs> yeah, he's paler than Sheamus in spots. You know, not like his full body, just in certain spots. It's just, but I'm going to give it to old pretty boy Doug Summers. He goes for the career ender, which is what he <laughs> named spear to the outside of the knee on Van Hammer as he accidentally slipped and falls three seconds into this match. So, you know, <laughs> uh Pretty Boy also pulls a Hogan and kicks out at three. <laughs> 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 He's like, out. is. He's
3: got to get his heat
1: back. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Like, we don't get that cool, like, knee to the, <laughs> knee to the spine <laughs> dive that he gave. I guess Van Hammer saw that Pretty Boy's spine was already nice and curved and didn't want to push the buttons. So, but we also don't get a cool pin Van Hammer, you're letting me down. This thing gets a two.
0: Charlie, man, what do you think? Two. Wow.
1: What did I think? Oh man. (laughs) Okay.
2: So, um, I like I like Van Hammer's generic phrases that he says to the camera. Like, uh, yeah, I wrote I wrote two of them. Heavy metal's here to stay, baby. In 1991, (laughs) which is great just like wow he's so out of touch and then he like <laughs> I swear he ran out of options as soon as he said that because the very next thing he said was uh it's the rock of ages
1: <laughs> <laughs> boy all hysteria don't they, <laughs> don't they make a fucking death leopard joke I don't, I don't remember I don't remember hearing
2: it but that was good enough for me. Um, it, I swear it looks. I wrote. I don't. I don't remember what. Yeah, this had to must must have had something to do with the first spot. But I wrote Doug's. This must be Doug's first day walking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to remember what it was because the only move that looks even remotely acceptable is a power slam that uh, Van Hammer does. I do remember that. But, like, like whatever the first thing was, not good. <laughs> Van Hammer. I, I'll i just tell you, I loved this match. I really did. Um, like, Van Hammer goes for a suplex. A, a, how do I word this? He goes for a slingshot suplex, mm-hmm. but it turns into a slingshot brain buster. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I don't think that was the move that he used to like beat him, but I do I I do have this written down. Uh he covers him and it's a two count, but it's a three. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Um this was uh this was one of my favorite things all night. I had so much fun watching this. Uh, I, I, really did. I couldn't wait to talk about it because I mean, I was almost in tears. And then, and then I, 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 I like, I got inspired. I, I YouTubed Van Hammer, and there was a shoot interview with Tony Schiavone. <gasps> I almost sent it to you, but I was like, I can just tell you. So he's like. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, everyone was very nice to me when I first came to WCW. This is Tony Schiavone. And he's like, everyone was great, except Van Hammer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm
2: like, Go on. Like, why would Van Hammer be mean to you? And he's like, he said, he's like, I was watching Van Hammer, like, talking to one of his opponents for whatever night it was, and he was calling the match. He said Van Hammer would call his matches. It didn't make any sense. He was a rookie. And it was just. Sounding awful, and then and then Van Hammer caught me looking at him, and he and Van Hammer goes, "You got something to say?" And Tony goes, "Oh no, oh no." But then Tony goes, "But I actually had a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, you go ahead and put on your shitty match." <laughs> like, Tony fucking buries Van Hammer in the shoot interview. Uh, Van Hammer is so weird, and like the jackhammer thing. I, I honestly, I'll, I'll I'll admit it. It went right over my head. I didn't even connect it to Van Hammer. I I was just so like, what is this? Uh, I do like the idea of them like making a tombstone. That would have been kind of cool. But I don't think pretty boy uh, Rick Sanchez. What's his name? Doug Doug Summers. Summers. Doug Summers. (laughs) So, you know, they say that he's going to wrestle pretty boy Doug Summers. And immediately I'm like, oh, man, what's this guy look like? And they show his face, and I'm like, "That guy's a two at best." You know? uh, but the match itself, uh, I gave this a five. I, I,
0: I this feel like very they, fun. I feel like they were in Chattanooga amongst the Braves fans, and they were looking around trying to find a in their natural habitat. They were trying to find a replacement. To wrest for for Michael Hayes who apparently just said I don't want to wrestle tonight, and they went into a deli, and then there he was. <laughs> and yeah, is like, known for its delis. <laughs> He's and his
2: Braves fans. He's like, hey
0: man, you want to work for ninety seconds? Here's fifty bucks. He's like, all right man. When was the last time we took a bump? Seventy three. <laughs> Because, I mean, immediately, he gets whipped so hard he nearly collapses. Like, I mean, it's just... It, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's just... Un, un, oh, my God. He, it seemed guy. like his
2: shoelaces were tied together the whole match. Like,
3: <laughs> what a kid.
2: His internal
0: dialogue for every move could have been, fucked. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>
1: It's, it's like, the
2: Rock of Ages, baby.
1: All they had to do was sit there and go, and Doug Summers won our Ride a Heavy Metal riff for Van Hammer and won the opportunity to face him tonight at Halloween Havoc. Wait, it was, wait,
0: wait, wait. That, that fat bitch didn't have to wrestle PN News. What's up with that?
2: Van Hammer is so lame. He gets on the second turnbuckle with his fake guitar and does the spinning thing I hate that. around... Like, like the revolution and i'm like you
0: are are awful <laughs> i've never seen people do that with guitar hero let alone like like never i've never seen anybody oh kyle did it
2: once it flew across the whole room
0: well oh idiot <laughs> yeah, you get it um yeah, we have it on camera too it, it went into the kitchen so uh i i the thing that made me laugh the absolute hardest though after that brainbuster was the fact that like he he kicks out a three like like this guy needed he needed this I still got something because he was like man I, intestinal I need to hit the armory this Friday I might might be able to get a few extra bucks out of that main event I almost kicked out of Van Hammer's move shit uh, I gave it a one this That's is so bad dicker. it's so much fun you gave it a one yeah it's 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 terrible but it's so much fun like like I I, I i i will this i i never had more fun the whole show yeah than watching this match. I, I know like it, it truly is but because a lot of it is like god van Hammer sucks, <laughs> Just the, sucks. The, there's a real like quality to this like
2: there, there very few times will i ever watch a wrestling match and think yeah, it does wrestling matches don't have a movie quality like that yeah but now they do <laughs> <laughs> now, I would, like how th- like that's a real work of art for for Van Hammer to pull this off.
0: <laughs> 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 Poor Doug's like, to be so
2: bad and yet I I, I just I have to keep going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that um will shift us now into our flying Brian and Richard Morton promos, which are just as typical face and heel as you can get for their upcoming light heavyweight title match to decide the first light heavyweight champion at WCW. That is the next match that is up. I believe that is... Charlie, is that yours? Uh, yeah, I think so. Because, Jason, did you just... <laughs> uh, to, here we go. William Rinkin's spot of the night here. Uh, Jason, there it did is. You, did, did you... do? Did yeah. You, you did? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. I kicked off the fan hammer. Yeah, I got you. Okay, cool. What do you think of this one, Chuck? Walk us through this uh, this title match.
2: The light heavyweight title. Okay. Yes, sir. <clears throat> First of all, I think it kind of looks like the TV title a little bit uh, when, they pull, when they pull it up. Uh, but, you know, it's just, I don't even remember this title, so I can't imagine it being around for too long. Um, eight matches in, the referee cam returns. And wait, why did I write that? Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, York Foundation note that I used earlier was here. Um, I was really looking forward to this. Brian, like these, Brian Pillman, he can have a, match, a good match with pretty much anybody, and so can Ricky Morton. Um, but apparently, they can't have a good match to- together. Uh, there are so so many spots. so many. I it, it just sucked the all the fun, just completely out of this. That it's really the only thing I even remember from the match. Um, I think uh, I think Pillman got it with a cross body, but yeah. overall, I, I I was not a fan of this. I gave this a three.
0: Real quick, Charlie, was it did was it Richard Morton doing the rest spots? Like he's the one putting the guy putting Pillman in the hold in the rest spots. Yeah, That's I as
2: thought. I recall. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of like like chin locks and and arm related moves, and it's just like Jesus. Like anytime the match almost started get going, uh, it would stop. Gotcha. It just wasn't fun.
0: Jason, what do you think of this? Uh,
1: oh, Manuel and Manuel.
0: Uh, say Manuel. <laughs>
1: that's right. So at some point, Alexander York looks at Richard Morton and says, do what I pay you to do. So this whole time, Alexander York's been paying these guys to lose. constant. <laughs> if you're paying, fire them. Jesus, you've got Tommy Thomas Rich or whatever the fuck he's called now. We haven't seen, oh, excuse me, I'm wrong. He was in that battle royal. But you decided to pay Tommy Rich? Jesus, lady, you don't need that money. Um, you won the it. world
2: title back in
1: 83. Yeah, 81, <laughs> uh, which is also the well, same. That, yeah, Bill Kazmaier, all his world records were set which, in 81. Tommy no Rich one from was, Georgia. Go Braves. Go Braves. <laughs> Go Braves. Go Braves. Um, okay. <laughs> So, it's Chattanooga, Tennessee, Richard Morton's home state. They're not cheering for him because he's not a brave. <laughs> Sorry, no, we don't like we don't like people from here.
3: Yeah, it's... People.
1: people. So,
3: um,
1: <coughs> Brian Pilman jumps or, or does something. Richard Morton moves out of the way, and Pilman somehow outsmarts him. And he's on the top rope, getting to getting ready to jump at him. And Pilman looks at the crowd and does the whole shh like what the crowd's gonna say watch out richard morton because clearly their fans (laughs) i hate it when wrestlers do that like when big show would do it before he chopped somebody that's okay because it's like i want you to hear this not the oh i'm sneaking on this guy because seriously when do fans or excuse me when do wrestlers listen to fans i was at an nxt show i made eye contact with shinsuke nakamura and i yelled watch out behind you it's bobby Roode!" and he didn't listen (laughs) You were very specific in the attack. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's him. And we were eye contact, Charlie. It was weird. Man, uh, I felt it. But, you know, oh, it's also man. at this point that maybe the ref eye cam is not a good idea. <laughs> they try it. And I, it's great. I think in in theory, it's great. Like, let's see from the ref's point of view for a pin. Fantastic, right? Except the cameras on one side of the helmet and it's the part that seems to get buried behind his arm when he lays down the check. So we're just getting this great view of Nick Patrick's right bicep um, while this is going on. Uh, Brian Pillman's courage award is the Mikey whipwreck once beat stone cold Steve Austin of this season. It's brought up every time this dude is on stage. Um, but it's, uh, let's see. Jim Roston says every seat at Halloween Havoc has been sold, but I guess everyone hasn't shown up yet um, because there's a lot of empty seats out there. And we get uh, Brian Pillman for the win with, you know, you would think it's the light heavyweight title match. It's going to be a high impact fast when Brian's in control. Richard Morton, of course, is going to try to ground him like he does. Doesn't seem to happen. That's just really, really boring for what I thought it was going to be. Uh, give it a four.
0: Quick correction: Tommy Rich is from Hendersonville, Tennessee. I was incorrect. I just wanted to put oh, that sorry. up. So still, he's still a Braves fan though. From <laughs> just now. <laughs> um, no, I said that because he wrestled Close in Georgia, Georgia Championship Wrestling. That's why. I just <clears throat> wanted to want to head that off at the pass. Um, I, I, um, I felt like. These were two guys trying to wrestle two different matches. Like Pillman's, like, man, let's keep this going. Let's really pump up the uh, the energy, the volume to this. And Richards, like, you know let's what? Man? the show. <laughs> let's uh, let's bring it back down to earth, there, cowboy. Let's uh, let's put in a few chin locks and you know, uh, a couple rest spots, a couple hundred rest spots, and uh, that'll get the crowd really into it. Yeah, I um, I'm kind of with you guys. Like I I feel bad because. If you look, the commentary is like they're putting over every achievement Brian Pillman's ever done, from his spelling bee in the eighth grade to fucking wrestling for <laughs> A spelling bee in the eighth grade. I <laughs> think those stocks at grade, grade one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean,
0: it's like it be fourteen great.
2: years old. <laughs> it's spelling.
0: <laughs> it wouldn't be great? So that that movie with Richard Gere was called Pillman and the Bee. <laughs> remember Aquila and the B? Was that? Yes, what I was, remember Aquila and the B. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, um, uh, I, <laughs> I, I just couldn't get over like Pillman's accomplished like everything, everything he's ever done. Like, I mean, that's that was one thing I noticed on the commentary. It's like, man, this match needs to be really good then, and it just kind of falters. I gave it a four. It's, eh, I just, I, I, would, I was really hoping that this one was gonna steal it like i really i really thought without them saying it, i was like this is the match besides bobby and terrence taylor they their thinking i think this one would be the one to steal it and it didn't but that's all right they all can't be winners
1: right. <clears throat> no they can't none of them can
0: when they go to tony and uh JR JR really thinks Cincinnati is celebrating this win like it's all out brawl in the streets get the beer you know it's all out Tony just kind of laughs at it like uh, he kind of does the Richard Karn I don't think so Jim (laughs) (laughs) which brings us to I don't think (laughs) it'd be great if Shivani had a beard and he had on the flannel for his Halloween outfit for a show that hasn't started yet (laughs) Had it? <clears throat> had it? I think it had. I think I think ninety-one was the first year. Gotcha. Alright, so here we go. Up next. It is the Z Man taking on the man that everyone's been looking for. They want to find out who he is. It's the WCW Phantom. The Z Man Cam returns. He reminds yes! us of the show. He is lighter. He is in a good mood. This is a it seems like Z-Man's turned over a new leaf. The Phantom. Comes out to fan of the opera music. Uh, has a lot of choices for in-between moves. But once you see that first forearm, if you pretty much have a good idea who this man is. <laughs> and then, especially when he does a reverse neckbreaker, that Shivani's like, you know what? That's like a rude awakening. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I
2: can say it. <laughs> And Jim like
3: Ross,
2: he said that, I love that Jim Ross is like uh, I I I don't know about that, uh, uh. Well, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, this is pretty much just a very quick squash. Like it's it's funny because when when we find when we get the full reveal later, you're just I go back and I went back and I looked at some of what he was doing in between spots. I was like, man, I've never seen Rick Rude do some of this outrageous shit that he has to do in between moves to try and like make you think that well, who could this wild maniac be? well I give this a three it's whatever um Jason what'd you think of this
1: I want all you sweat hog opera fans to stand and see what a real tenor looks like (laughs) that's because you know I didn't know who the fuck it was at first and then as soon as I saw the mustache I was like oh he's here and Gerard Butler goes right after the z-man taking him down um it, this there's nothing to talk about <laughs> other than it's who could this man be and i think it's funny because when he's coming out you know he's all covered up they're playing the stuff he takes the cape off and they immediately go oh wait this is a big deal because <laughs> z-man's a pretty big guy and this guy's much taller than z-man is maybe z-man shouldn't have lost those seven pounds um because he might stood a chance yeah this gets a three
0: charlie what'd you think
1: Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, parts and weight unknown.
2: Oh cool. Like you really could couldn't just ask the Phantom to just step on this scale that's right over here. No, <laughs> oh, it'll reveal where I'm from. Like, yeah. Like it's not gonna be like, aha He's a Brace fan too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. You beat me to it. <laughs> so uh I have um Let's talk about the evolution of commentary in professional wrestling in regards to, who is that man? I don't recognize him. Uh, it doesn't look familiar to me. Wh- why Why aren't they allowed to just say it? I, I mean, I know that they're trying to keep it a secret, but it makes them look so stupid when it's a guy like this who, I'll be honest, I didn't know who this was at first. But it didn't take me long. This was the most obvious who is that man uh, I have ever seen in pro wrestling. I knew within about 30 seconds that it was Rick Rude. And it, I should have known by the forearms. Uh, but no, I, when they zoomed in on his face, if he was Batman, it, the, the police would have him in 10 minutes.
1: Rick <laughs> <laughs> Rude is the Batman. Guys, we got go to to ravishing Rick Rude's house.
2: <laughs> He's he is, it's so obviously <laughs> Rick Rude when he stares right at the hard cam. You know, like it's not even the mustache, just his eyes. I'm like, that's ravishing, Rick Rude. You know, and and it's like, and here I am, a wrestling fan. You know, they can pick that out. And boy, this doesn't look familiar. Yeah, and it just it just kind of drives me nuts that they have to play dumb and Tony Schiavone has to say shit like, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but uh, that kind of looked like the Rude Awakening. And who does the Rude Awakening, Tony? <laughs> just fucking say it. Like if it's you're it gonna is go. Made. If you're going to fucking go that far and say the rude awakening, you know, oh, that was a honky-tonk man. You know, like, just. It's, it, it's pretty boy Doug Summers. It's, <laughs> yeah, I knew there was more to him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that whole last match was just a buffoonery. <laughs> but, no, it's just he says rude awakening. And I'm like, and who does it? And he won't say it. And it just I hate when pro wrestling does this because it just makes me feel so stupid. You know like watching this as a kid um let's see Uh, i do like that the mask his mask reminded me of a black and white cookie (laughs) 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 racial harmony with the halloween phantom yeah I, i i did like that uh the match is is just terrible poor z man you know he gets his camera back and i'm like all right let's do this and then he just gets annihilated by a guy who, like, like, let's face it, I think it's funny later on in the show, Rick Rude makes a comment about how small Sting is. Wasn't that always kind of the stigma with Rick Rude was that he was too small? Because when he's like ne- next to z Z-Man's z- bigger than he is. And so it, it looks a little weird for this to be a squash match and to have Rick Rude just absolutely just have his way with him. Uh, I, I ended up giving this a two.
0: Which then, now, that brings us to a... Ti- it's not title versus title, but, man, it would have been fun if it was. The U.S. Tag Team Champions, <laughs> the uh, the Patriots, are taking on <laughs> the World Tag Team Champions, the Braves. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I thought it was fun. <laughs> the U.S. Tag champs the Patriots, taking on uh, the Enforcers, Arn Anderson, Larry Zbysko. Jason, what do you think of this?
1: Well, is this the first time that we get to see... The U.S. title holders get a world title shot in any singles or tag division. I think on our show.
0: I, I think it's close, man. I think it is. I think it might be actually because we were waiting for this with the Steiners and Doom. I felt like for for ages.
1: Yep. Like we would see like a uh, the the U.S. I think there was like a champion versus champion, but I don't think anything was on the line. So finally, it pays off to hold those belts. Um, Zabisco is noisy. It's not just talking, noisy. Constantly, he does not fucking stop. Um, I, I was a big fan of smug Arn Anderson when he gets the tag to come on in. Like, finally, he's like, I'm not in Ric Flair's shadow. I can have personality. <laughs> I don't have much. Um, so, I don't get it. The whole thing of uh, was it Zabisco or Arn that said that Firebreaker Chip was too oily? And he said he's too oily. And Tony Schiavone said, is that a rule, Jim Ross? Is that a rule that you can be too oily? And Jim Ross said, if it was a problem, I think the ref would wipe him down. That's what I want to see in a championship match. Stop. Stop. I got to wipe this motherfucker down. He's so shiny. Uh, It it at least would have added some element of fun for this match. Uh, It doesn't make sense to me that Todd Champion's the one that gets worked over the whole time. You know, that'd be like watching a New Age Outlaw match and Billy Gunn's the one in there getting beat up and makes the hot tag to <laughs> Road Dog. You're going to see the juke and jive a couple of yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, you know, but hey, whatever, whatever. I mean, because Firebreaker Chip's a pretty huge dude, too. It's just it, weird. Uh, it's This is a clinic of we're veterans. We're dudes that are like, in 1950s, good shape versus jacked dudes, and we're outsmarting every That's a great other way to put it. Yeah, every other second, we're just outsmarting you, which is fine. I I I enjoy seeing that because it shows, you know, unlike Pony Schiavone said earlier, it takes more than athleticism. I finally said earlier, it takes more than grit and determination. It also takes experience.
2: Like, whatever. <laughs> that, that goes does, for any job. Yes. That,
1: that got literally
2: God. any job.
1: Wrestling. It's, like, it's a good sense of comedic timing. That's why he's such a great wrestler. Um, but the spine buster is the finisher. All right, cool. Uh, the enforcers win. This gets a three.
0: Uh, Charlie, what did you think of this?
2: What is this weird fucking thing that Zabisco does right when the match starts? Like, because it, it looks like something out of the 1950s. Uh, like, he's, like, approaching who, whoever it is, uh, Firebreaker Chip, and he's, like, doing this kind of, like, back-and-forth walking thing. He look he looks like a gorilla like, <laughs> when he's doing this. And I'm just like, and, and he's hairy as hell as it is. And I'm just like, God, Larry, like, Lawrence, what are you doing? Um... I really don't have anything else written other than two two things. One, the spine buster was cool, although for a finish, I was like, yeah, that's a finish for, for guys who aren't even on the mid-card. Um, but this little exchange between JR and Tony Schiavone had me rolling. Uh, there, It's in regards to Larry Zbysko, and he's talking, and Zbysko's talking and just doing whatever, and JR goes, oh, he's always got something to say. To which Schiavone replies, oh, he's a miserable person. <laughs> broadcast <laughs> partner in a few years <laughs> that's what i thought i'm like oh Downey. yeah like, like we're gonna have to be putting up with that for on uh, nitro uh but no this this is this is bad man this is really bad i gave the, i like the Casmire match from last month more than this uh i gave this a three
0: i'm very close i have it at a four the only thing the the, the one positive i want to put on this i thought they they did a pretty good job of shining them up like they made them actually look not like those guys who got killed or got would they lose to the freebirds? We watched them lose um, yeah yeah and they just that that was definitely not a, a good match but what I I loved with I loved though watching it's fun watching veterans like try and put over younger talent in a way where it's not like, well, you aren't going to win the match, but we'll at least make it look like you know you guys are hanging with us. Considering they are the U.S. Tag Team Champions, not to say this thing was a great match by any means, but I just thought it was it was kind of cool seeing that. Um, but I'm at a four, nothing nothing too crazy. Like, unfortunately, like the 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 title matches have been a little wonky. Like it seems like right now, like between all three of them, the TV title match is the one that's kind of leading the way until we get to this point coming up I think all right now here comes really cool part of the show this was awesome because Bischoff has Paulie dangerously and Medusa on the ramp uh Paulie is hot he is hot and he spills the beans on being removed as the co-host of WCW but he has a, a manager's license. And, he, and his goal, he is going to make WCW pay by taking out their best stars. So he brings out the guy um, who he says is watching the World Series. He's really funny. <laughs> With the mask on. <laughs> it is the WCW Phantom. And Polly reveals the Phantom to be, as we were talking about, ravishing Rick Rude. But the music... <laughs> keeps playing over over Rick Roode as he tries Uh to cut his promo. And Rick Roode is like, I'm not stopping. So I'm going to keep
2: going. If if there was ever a a perfect time to do a cut the music, uh,
0: like like this would have been it. and, And he won't do it. He just keeps going. Um, he brings in a, you know a few good lines you know i mean like he he is being matched up against sting that is going to be his primary target to start off with that i don't think they really um i don't think they really mention but they don't mention dangerous alliance yet do they no but this is no. definitely the start of it and so, it's it's really So gross. how many
2: how many feuds is sting in now god man i wrote that it's a ton yeah, like he's got a great program going with Cactus, and then it's like, oh no, no, no! Like we got to get Rick Rude in on this, I'm and like, we don't know who's well, sending you packages. Yeah, yeah. Who's sending the? Was packages? Was it Paulie? He, he's he's he, Abdul in on this. Uh, I guess the what or, 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 or sorry Koloff thing is done. Uh, Luger, like that's kind of in the back burner.
0: Yeah, it's it's it's, it's insane. It really I is. Mean, he, and, and, none, and nothing is for the world title. <laughs> like, and who, like, just, the problem is who can betray him when they're already wrestling him? <laughs>
2: I already I don't do. like it. Like, I'm not even going to waste time pretending to be your friend. I'm just going <laughs> to tell you, I don't like it.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Borden. It's, it's also not a good idea to come. You know what? We're going to, I'm going to bring WCW down to its knees. So I'm just going to start with Sting. No, no, you, you're doomed. You're doomed. Yeah, you are doomed. It's there's there's no other way to put it. It's I mean maybe go after the Z Man first. I mean let's get your feet wet. You got him. (laughs) See exactly. I guess they proved my point. You go from the Z Man (laughs) to Sting. That's that's the that's the ladder. Now that Rick Rick rude or excuse me now Lex does the heel. Um, it just doesn't. I don't know. It it doesn't make a lot of sense with that, but. You know, maybe Sting is the bad guy since everyone seems to know.
3: I know. Like
2: I know. I thought the same thing. And, and well, can I also point out, like, because I didn't think of this while I was watching it, but uh, this this image I have in my head of, of Rick Rude pretending to be the Phantom, like when he first came to the ring for that Z-Man match and he's, like, covering his face like he's hideous, I'm just imagining Rick Rude doing all that kind of blocking shenanigans w- just as Rick Rude. <laughs> and, and it looks really weird. Like in my head, <laughs> seeing him move like that. <sighs> That's good.
1: <laughs> ha ha! He's just got the lyric "Mystery of the Night" airbrushed on his butt, and he's just like flexing. Like yeah, oh yeah. I hope he feuds with Dustin and puts his grandma
2: on his tights. <laughs> uh... <laughs> or, or is it Lady Blossom? We can't
0: tell. Right. <laughs> I'll take either. Oh yeah. So that takes us now to a video package of Ron Simmons going back to FSU to train for his match against Lex Luger. They even give us a little bit of the Bobby Bowden from last show, but they are really going all in to show you this guy is credible. They're going, they they are giving you every, every ounce of energy they can to make, to convince you that this guy is the next. And it's, it's pretty good. Like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I kind of find myself rooting for Ron Simmons too, because he's, he, he is very likable, but, um. Our match for the WCW world title. It is a best two out of three falls. Accompanied by Dusty Rhodes will be Ron Simmons taking on Lex Luger, accompanied by Harley Race and Mr. Hughes. So I think that leaves us with um is that, is that Charlie? Is this you? Probably. Uh, who did the did I do the who did the tag match? I did. All right. I'm all over. The, I'm all over the place, today, man. I'm not feeling well either, but I'm. I'm but damn it, I uh, we're pro wrestlers, man. We get through
1: it. You know, we uh, we push through. We I friends. love it, We it don't pod- give them podcast while sick.
2: Right. We don't give them time off. We don't even send them to the hospital. They get their ass in the ring.
0: <laughs> well, sometimes. <Jesus. laughs> right. Yeah. I put your arm in a sling. <laughs> all right, so Charlie, this is all you. Two out of three falls for the world title. I'm gonna try not to upset
2: people here. Oh boy! Uh, yeah. uh, why is Dusty with Ron
0: Simmons? <laughs> I know. What is? I mean, they did have him at the contract
1: thing. They so it's not like I
0: understand. That's true, but why was he there?
1: Right. Okay. Maybe I can answer this. I don't know why. I'm uh, to let everyone know. I'm physically raising my hand. I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just noticed it too. I was like, oh wow. Um. Okay. If, if the only reason that i could see that dusty would be there with ron simmons they bring it up is two of the three times dusty was world heavyweight champion he beat harley race okay. and so harley race is lex's mentor for some reason what better way to, than have the person who's beat him a few times in your corner man that, that's the only thing i can think
2: that's about. not bad
1: okay. or
0: i just need to get over more with the fans because i'm dusty and i'm the booker and i need to
2: or is dusty trying to make it acceptable for the fans to like ron simmons because that's how it's coming off to me Ooh, they
0: are oh. brave fans wow <laughs> you see where i'm like, going with it i know where you're going with it i'm not sure i'm i'm going to get in that boat but i mean jesus i see what you're getting at there like it's it, i mean they have done they've done i would not s-
2: be surprised
1: yeah.
0: if that's what it was
1: i Dude, mean it's, it's like it's okay me.
0: to cheer for him
2: it really is yeah. he's a hero for all of us <laughs> <laughs> it's the same company that said that crap
0: That's
2: ron true. simmons has plenty of has plenty of charisma on his own he doesn't need dusty Rhodes. Right. in fact i think it would be better if he was fighting everyone by himself and one you know it's just it's just a little strange and i i now granted i, I give wcw all the credit in the world the, uh, the WWF wasn't doing anything like this at the time you know with with a black wrestler going for the world title and being credible and getting the push of a lifetime you know wcw is great for that but and maybe maybe it's not even their fault maybe it's a sign of the times you know like like with i mean grant and you don't think of like racism being a huge deal back in the early 90s but pro wrestling things exist a little differently with pro wrestling you know it's yeah, and yeah. i mean. Anyway, it's just something it, it, to put Dusty Rhodes with Ron Simmons. Like that's the part that's just wild to me. Like you couldn't get any more different. Like you got Ron Simmons, one of the most jack-looking motherfuckers I've ever seen. Like, like just a true athlete. And you got fat-ass Dusty Rhodes with, <laughs> with, with, with his, with his razor-bladed, all fucked-up forehead, and then just, you just no. It, like it just doesn't fit. But. Maybe it doesn't fit the Lex Louis with Harley race. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. So they're former USFL teammates.
3: <clears throat>
2: okay. Uh, the sports references. Yeah. They get pretty heavy in this match, but I I, 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 I just, it's weird that we've never heard this before. You know, like, like I would think they would be harping on this one, even at that press conference. Um, I forgot that Luger called his pile driver the attitude adjustment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: the original AA. And uh, we'll get to that move later. Um once like I thought this was weird for for Ron Simmons. I mean, not that wants to win the first fall. That's usually how these things work. But he won it with a spine buster, which was the exact same move that Arn Anderson and Larry Zbyszko won with in the previous match. And it's a different spine buster. I love Ron Simmons too, but I just thought that was a little strange. Yeah. And this is what, this is what begins, uh, Lex Luger. He, and he really does sell this, this back problem that he's had as it, it, it almost seems real because after like every little break or something like that, Luger's in the corner, just heaving. Like he seems like he's having a really difficult time, uh, getting through this. um, this was when I noticed, I don't remember what it was that Tony said, but Jr. does not care for Tony's sports references. (laughs) Uh, he just, he he basically does. He says everything except just flat out. No, like just (laughs) no, Tony, that's just dumb. I think it had something to do with John Smoltz. Yeah. Yeah. Something to do with that. Uh, all right. This is where I'm, I'm either going to win people over or, uh, push them the hell away. Um, Here we go. Yeah, because it's like typically 90% of two out of three falls matches, they always go to the third fall. Always. And it's like, how's Luger going to gonna get one over on Ron? Because Ron is pretty much in control of this match and doing really well. Um, so I'll break this down. Uh, Ron Simmons is leaning against the rope. Lex Luger runs off of the opposite ropes to do, I guess, like a flying cross body like against a wrestler that's that's on the ropes, and what happens is Harley Race grabs Ron Simmons' tights to hold him in the ring, and Luger goes flying over the top rope. I guess Luger's idea was to crossbody Ron Simmons over the top rope, and they both go together. I don't know. But either way, because Ron Simmons remained in the ring and didn't almost kill himself by going outside with Lex Luger... He gets disqualified because Luger went over the top rope. This was a judgment call. This is the first time in the entire night that a wrestler has been legitimately uh, has gone over the top rope and, and there's been a disqualification call, even though Luger was the one doing the offensive move. I think this is beyond stupid. And I think Nick Patrick was even involved in one of those other two matches that had the over the top thing. And, and he and, and they were way more like, oh, my God, that's a DQ than this is, which makes him look like a racist. I'm sorry. It just it just <laughs> looks so stu- it does. It's so dumb. like th- and here it is. Here's where the fucking bombs come. Because what were the other two? It was a clothesline <laughs> over the top rope and a fucking hip toss over the top rope. And like, nope, referee's discretion. N- n- those are fine. But here we are in the world title match the match that that this pay-per-view was sold on other than the chamber of horrors. And Luger does an offensive move to Ron Simmons flies over the top rope. Harley race, I guess just knew that if he kept Ron Simmons in the ring, that that would make Nick Patrick call a DQ on Ron Simmons. It looks stupid. And like I said, it makes him look like a racist because that shit did not happen earlier with a truly, offensive move happening from one of the other wrestlers A hip toss over the top rope now you're fine oh oh you didn't want to go flying over the top rope and possibly break your neck on the way down well you're getting dq to fall fuck you i hate this call this almost ruined the fucking match for me like they could have found a much easier way to to convolute a pinfall or 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 some think like like here you go here's one right off the top of my head ron simmons suplexes luger from the outside of the ring inside and harley ray's pulls ron's leg and holds his leg down a la sergeant slaughter ultimate warrior like that's a much better thing to do than this i'm sick of this dq rule like this is finally when i just fucking lost it so this is when tony Schiavone mentions that if ron had gone over the top rope it would have been a dq i've I've never heard of these fucking rules before i wrote in all caps fucking stupid luger as a luger just seems gassed at this point uh, he just, it seems like he's just really slow. This is when he starts pleading. Uh, R- Ron Simmons does an, a great superplex off the top. There's a power slam, but Luger wins with the attitude adjustment, which once again is betrayed in the finish. They make it sound like it's a shoulder move. I don't understand it. Uh, despite that bullshit. With the second fall and Luger winning this match, even though I do think Ron Simmons should have won here, I really, w- I really wish he'd won this match. Um, despite that second fall DQ nonsense, I really do think this was the best match on the card. Uh, I gave this a six. All
0: hey, right, Jason, what do you think?
1: God, how do you follow that? I'm sorry, Jason. Oh no, it's okay hey. because I can. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Because you done to, it. Now. That's right. To piggyback um, off of, I did not know that Charlie was going to go this route about Nate Patrick being a racist. He clearly <laughs> looks at Mr. Hughes and says, you have to go to the back. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he
3: didn't. Yes.
1: Oh, you God. have to go to the back. And then he does it. You have to go to the back. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you know, uh, that's great. See, uh, I'm I'm a little disappointed. No ref i cam. You know, with Nick Patrick, since he's the big, his his skull was the one that helmet was molded for. Apparently, is the only one that can read it. He probably uh,
2: looks to run Simmons, and he sees a Roddy Piper season that they live.
1: Like, <laughs> like that's. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he's walking around it's the a good referee i a, a good thing we didn't the see sunglasses. the referee i
2: It's a good. Yeah. It's just the referee, Kim. Oh, can we talk oh. about how Ron Simmons gets DQ'd, and then Nick Patrick like, goes over to check on him, and Ron, <laughs> Ron, instead of getting mad about the DQ, goes, man, he's poking my eye. <laughs> I'm watching.
0: I'm watching. Yes. Uh, yes. That's what Nick Patrick
3: says.
0: <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching. They should yeah. not have had those cameras in the corner, because Dusty sounds like a moron, like the way he's trying <laughs> to motivate him.
1: He might as well said, hit the one in the middle. <laughs> hit the one in the middle. You, you gotta cut me, Dust. You gotta cut me. Okay. No no, no. Uh starts cutting his forehead out of habit. Um uh, Yeah, the the those two being on the same team in the AFL, Jim Ross goes AFL. So they had some what real intense blocking drills. <laughs> that doesn't so what? Okay. I'm just real, kidding, Jason. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, no, no. What, what did you say?
0: I was like, "What's the AFL?" <laughs>
1: oh, whatever it is, I don't know. Is that the Arena Football League? Yeah. might be yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't care. Here's the point: they were on some team, and <laughs> was, Ron Simmons was a defensive lineman, and Lex Luger was an offensive lineman or vice versa. So I don't know. I don't care. But they had some intense blocking drills. That is not to me. That doesn't build anything else up in this at all. Um but somehow Lex Luger's GPA has managed to lower since the last time his GPA was brought up. Um now I think he said point seven. Um, he did. Still still remember he's uh he dropped out of college early but he still graduated with with uh, an over four four point something last time we heard about it, and after three point seven. I mean by the time it's done he's gonna be a washout with like credits left. Um so I don't know. Uh, it is like the Spinebuster being the first fall um, is weird because we just saw it. Lex's selling of it is really good, and I thought it was like a legit thing because Lex doesn't sell that well. Um, you know, did he land wrong on his kidneys or whatever? Because he is he's looking at it pretty bad. Um, Jim Ross is nerd bullying Tony Shavani because he doesn't know who's pitching uh, right now for the Braves. That's it the ninth inning, you know, because instead of paying attention, he's doing his fucking job. Um, so, because it's like, John Smokes, no, or talking no, no, it's John Smokes, just all over him. It, it's just Jesus. Uh, yeah, yeah. Three-minute rest hold, which rest holds are a common thing in two-out-of-three-fault matches because most of them are going to go long. I get it, just three minutes is way too long. Uh, um, I'm not sure what the fuck happened to Lex's eye for it to start bleeding. Um, but we get that DQ and you know, I mean, Charlie, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, but the other match, one of the the light heavyweight championship, I think is the one where there was like a clear clothesline or something. And the Nick Patrick was the ref in because of the ref I camp. And he doesn't call it here again. That's stupid. Um, Jim Ross is also, that's not right. That's not right. Wasn't Jim Ross all over, uh, Antonio he was Japanese. Oh, my so, God. Yes. Yeah. yeah he so, was all over that. All over yeah. that. So, you know, make up your mind. Um, this is the cameras in the quarters is a bad idea because Harley Race doesn't say shit. <laughs> he just, he's there, just like, uh-huh, yeah, uh huh. Yeah. I got this idea. Right. So it's Christmas Eve and a cop and his wife have been separated. And he's like, just giving fucking. <laughs> <less."> <laughs> <laughs> his movies, and it's like, just like, what are you talking about? He's like, this is stupid. Who's ever heard of one-minute rest in between falls? That's not how we did it in my day. I just gave Steve Austin a chiropractic maneuver in the back with a towel. <laughs> talking about it for 30 years on his podcast. Uh, so, don't know how an atomic drop is not considered a low blow. I don't get it. I've, I've never, never
2: understood a- what the atomic drop is supposed to hurt. See,
0: I thought it was supposed to be like, like that, like the tail, like...
1: The ass, your tailbone. Well, if you
0: do it from behind, sure.
1: Yeah. But, but if you if... Do, do the reverse atomic drop, yeah, you do the regular atomic drop, you're cr- crushing nuts.
0: The problem, um, too, is, is
1: the, the, the
0: inverted atomic drop looks so phony. Like, when most guys do it, that, like, it looks like it's supposed to be kind of a low blow. And the way they sell it, it, it also... Are you
2: talking about when they're, be- when they're belly to belly?
0: Or, yeah, yeah. Whenever they do the inverted atomic drop, like, Sean is another one of these guilty guys.
2: <laughs> you took it right out of my mouth. I was like, he, he's the worst.
1: I, just, I never yeah. liked that move. So, Nope. Um, so then we get that third fall, which, you know, it, it the the replay did mess it up. But it's a good – I will give Shivani and Jim Ross credit on this. It's a good quick call to use where Ron shoulder-tackled the ring uh, post for some reason and bullshit that that ring moved. My God, the ring moved. We can see it. We're not blind. We did not. The ring did not move. (coughs) Fucking idiot. Stop talking to us like we're stupid. Um, But so when he does that pile driver and lands on that same shoulder, uh, it's all right. Um, I forgot that this is not where Ron wanted. So I was a little shocked for a second. I was like, oh, yeah. Um, So here we go. It's a WCW pay-per-view. Fans, we're not out of time. We have plenty of time to do a recap (laughs) at length. It's still no update on very
3: little,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's not going to make it. We have Robert Sanko. We have like, no we fucking clue how
1: about. this guy's doing. Yeah, he's in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk about him right now. Um, but they have that, and it has like... These are the longest end credits I think I've ever seen on a wrestling show. It's like I just I had to stop it.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's, like, it's oh a
1: movie. I was waiting on a PS to come back, and it somehow link us to Infinity War. Just I don't know. <laughs> uh, but... I mean, this was good, like, nits and gripes, it, it felt like a huge deal with the match, um, I, you know, having the seconds in the ring is kind of dumb, but, you know, I, again, it always, you always hear, oh, it's a big fight feel, I gave this bad boy six. I'm right, I, um, I'm at a
0: seven on it, I love this match, I think it's, it was really, really good, and it actually paid off that video package and all that crap, like, it, I believe Ron Simmons could be the world champion. Uh, and it's a great credit to Lex Luger. He sells so well in this match; it's very believable. His back is in bad shape. Um, that that DQ is just the worst. Uh, I was I honestly thought, and I did wasn't even thinking about the TV title match. I thought they were going to do the third fall would be some kind of draw. I didn't think Luger would outright win the match. Like to with clean, yeah. I yeah. I really was. It I,
2: doesn't make Ron look good at all.
0: Yeah. It yeah it just it makes him look like oh he's inexperienced he went for that football tackle on the outside knowing it could probably damage his shoulder boop that's what they did his attitude adjustment pile driver I was always a, a fan of in a way because it just it was a different pile driver like nobody else has really done a pile driver like that and it's not to say that it's necessarily good because I I don't know it's never really explained what his intention is with it like if it is to like like I, I'm intentionally trying to drop this guy on his shoulder. Like, I'm, that's my goal is to really work the shoulder in the pile driver, not, you know, fracture their neck or whatever. <laughs> with the That's my goal. <laughs> fracture
1: the neck. <laughs> you know, I figured that the best way to beat Ron Simmons is to nearly kill him.
0: <laughs> but um, that's, the, I you guys have really pretty much covered everything else with the match. It was a really good finish for the show. Like, was, in terms of having a good quality match to end it, that was a good one to do it with. Um, Chuck, are you working on our numbers? Yep. Okay, so, um, I, um, uh, did, did anybody capture what some of the tombstones actually said? Because I didn't write them down, but they are actually, I, I remember at a distance, I was like, these don't make any sense. Like, they're just random.
1: There was one for the Minnesota Twins, yep. um, which yep. means someone's going to go kill an entire baseball team, <laughs> <laughs> and bury them in a mass grave because they only get one, um. The letters were written backwards on some of them for some reason. There was, they looked like they were trying to be puns or inside jokes, but they weren't. Was yeah, like, they
2: weren't even in on them.
1: No, like it, it was, it was just real bad. So remember <laughs> in the game, making me really look forward to it, the public goblin.
0: In Revenge, when they had the Halloween Havoc set, I think they were just wrestlers, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like Hollywood Hogan stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I got gotcha. you.
2: Yeah, but it was like it was weird rhymes. Like just they things weren't that rhymes. Like, well, it was, it was one of them was a rhyme. I remember that cuz I was like, "What well, what was that? There was one about a bear." Like a, a, a the grizzly bear. I, I I don't remember. It was just it was dumb. It was just there was no thought put into it at all.
1: Your life's Kevin. He went to Big Josh's house. <laughs> <laughs> there was one that was like, "Here's some girl." She it, it didn't say some girl it was some lady's name, and it said she gave it a whirl, and whirl was spelled W H U R L. Um, so I was like, Whoa. "Is this an earnest joke?" <laughs> <coughs> but uh, well, I don't know. They were bad.
0: Do you have the? Uh, you got them tally, Charlie?
2: Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. Um. Well, Will, you have it at the highest with a 4.18. Jason, you are at the lowest with a 3.55. I have a
0: 3.73. We gave this show a 3.82. Halloween Havoc 91 on cagematch.net is at 5.74. Well, not everyone's right. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they're all
2: from Chattanooga.
1: <laughs> Damn. I don't. Feel like we rated it. I mean, like talking about it, I I enjoyed it a lot m- more than the numbers say. Yeah. But like Scott yeah, Steiner says, exactly. the numbers don't lie. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, like I I give I, I gave Pretty Boy a one, but that match is extremely enjoyable. Like it's an enjoyable one. Oh, it's amazing.
3: <laughs>
0: it's it's.
2: I wish it had audio commentary, like because I, I want to know like the inside story of oh, yeah. that match. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I want to see the WWE uh, 24 of
1: Doug Summers. 24? (laughs) (laughs) A pretty boy, Doug Summers. (laughs) It's literally just a 24 minute (laughs) sub. Oh, man. All right. So, being pulled out the. Huh? Let's say being pulled out (laughs) Just the way they always have it set side camera shot. You know, everyone knows being pulled out of the crowd to become a wrestler is fantastic. You look at the long line of people that have done it, Santino, Steve, Steve Blackman, me. It's just Doug crazy Have you ever seen a woman,
0: man <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. He's the
2: wrestler. <laughs> he does the ram jam, but, <laughs> but his just legs just finger. get him tripped up, and he just...
1: <laughs> He's, Van Hammer says, I'll, "It's time to go home. Don't worry, I'll take care of him." <laughs> he just dies. <laughs> Somehow, he just takes him and slaps his face into the meat slicer. And <laughs> oh God! Oh wow! It's a good boy now, Doug Summers. <laughs> He's gonna ruin those mediocre looks. <laughs> so I'm make Just a blind stripper <laughs> with a heart of gold
0: up next for the podcast we have clash of the champions 17 will be the next um show that we'll be covering in season five here so as always you can find us on facebook new blood rising podcast we're on twitter at new blood pod i'm at william rinkin 83
1: i'm at the jason keesler i'm at cm underscore stabs
0: and we'll see you all for clash of the champions 17 go braves